Welcome to the Tina Ramsey Show and Podcast, a show to motivate you and introduce you to celebrities, authors, singers, and standout entrepreneurs that are making a positive impact in the world. Men and women coming together to share knowledge, having upbuilding conversations centered around business, wellness, and life. We connect you with some amazing people and opportunities. It's your time to shine and we help you do that. We love sharing your stories of success and spotlighting you, the entrepreneur. We love to laugh. We love to smile. We love to celebrate you. And we love having fun. So go grab a seat, get a snack, and don't forget your beverage. It's time for you to come share, shine, and grow. Yes, it's time for the Tina Ramsey Show. Let's get it started with your host, Coach Tina Ramsey. Hello, hello, everybody. How are you doing today? All right. I am so excited. This is day three of our Homeschooling with Excellence event. And if you have not been watching what has been going on, you are missing something that is totally epic, I might add, because right now we are giving you all the tools in which you need to know in order to successfully homeschool your child, regardless of whatever that may be for you. And this conference or this event is all about helping you to see what homeschooling looks like, what it is, what it isn't, and find your way if this is on your mind to do. And so we have different variations of homeschooling and you, based on our panelists, get in contact with them or me, and we can help you on your homeschooling journey. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get Sunday started. Um, y'all probably didn't even hear me. I was on mute. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and kickstart day three of our Homeschooling with Excellence event. I am so super duper excited to have our panelists here today. We are going to pour into you. And if you have not watched day one, day two, I encourage you to go back and watch the replay. We have some amazing information to help you regardless of whatever type of homeschooling you would like to do. We pretty much have it covered for you with this amazing event because we know and we understand that this is a time where many of you did not decide to homeschool. You kind of got thrust upon this homeschooling journey. So what do you do when you are not inclined to homeschool, but you have to homeschool? So we are a we are a panelist, uh, I feel like, of homeschooling experts with a variety of different information in order to help ease your stress and give you a roadmap to whatever type of homeschooling you want to do. And so what I like to do is to motivate you and give you some inspiration to know that regardless of what you're currently going through, you can do whatever you put your mind to. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and get you motivated, get you pumped up because now is the time. I want you to don't wait for permission from others just to be yourself. That's being yourself 
with homeschooling, being yourself with business, being yourself with life and relationships. I'm giving you permission, but you need to give permission to yourself. And so on that, we is going to watch this amazing video. And I hope that it inspires you to give yourself the permission that I know you deserve. I was broke and broken. I was that kid that was always struggling with self-esteem. Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? No one looks like me, makes it anywhere. I'm chocolate, mocha skin, full lips, round hips and kinky hair. You just don't see me on TV. You don't see me glorified. You don't see me representing beauty. You don't see me. So the world didn't give me permission to be here, but I didn't ask for it either. So some of you are still asking for permission. And sometimes you have to stop asking for permission and it's just time to give the world notice. <laughs> so I just showed up to invite you to give the world notice that you're coming. Give the world notice that you've been here. Give the world notice that you played polite long enough. Now it's time to play full out. Give the world notice that unapologetic just showed up. Give the world notice that non-negotiable just showed up. Give the world notice that if they can't handle your light, that you're tired, you're no longer gonna dim your light. If they can't handle your light, put on some shades. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, are you willing? Because when you become that bold, when you become that audacious, when you become that unapologetic, all of a sudden you become infectious. All of a sudden, just the mere glimmer of you, when I can catch a glimpse of you, when I can get in your hemisphere and your atmosphere and your zip code, something happens to me because I'm in proximity. And then you become absolutely aware of the true assignment on your life you were here to save us you were here to inspire us by the way you walk with assistance by the way you rise above your own uncertainty by the way you push past your religious conversation your cultural conversation your economic conversation your gender conversation by the way you show up and say how can i serve humanity by the way you recognize that your human spirit is unbreakable your human spirit is unshakable your human spirit is unstoppable your human spirit is unavailable to the relationship that's not going right to the finances that don't look right your human spirit is unavailable your human spirit is simply asking for you to give it a command who will we serve next? What will we do? And what mountain will we require to bow down? And when you get that and you operate with that knowing, all of a sudden you become contagious and people just want to be in your space and share your oxygen because you make them believe again. So what is your quest? It might just be to go home and be a thousand percent present with your children. Your quest might be to love an unlovable sibling. Your quest might be to forgive an ex so you can truly be present with your next. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I was broke and broken. And all I was committed to do was not spend the next 25 years in that brokenness. 
So I didn't decide my quest out of a pursuit of serving the world in a big way. I stepped into my quest, becoming committed that I won't have it that way anymore. So however you step, just step. So everyone, what is your quest? And so the gist behind this Homeschooling with Excellence three-day event is for you to find your path, to find your journey, whatever that may be, and glean some inspiration to know, to know that you know that you know that you are on the right path, whether that's homeschooling, whether that's business, whether it's relationship, whether it's just life. And on that note, I am so excited to bring in, yes, to bring in an amazing father, an amazing husband. He is Brandon Berry, and he has been an academic life coach for the past eight years, and he has been an online professor on a university level and an online teacher um, for middle school and high school levels. And ever since 2019, he created what is called Motherland Math which is an online course teaching African history and African math techniques that can be used today. Overall, he loves to teach and he loves to learn. And he teaches this philosophy in everyone that they have the ability to learn and not um, they have the ability to learn and do everything the same way. I, he also believes that it's practical that we teach these things to our children, the interest, the prosperity, and debuffing the anxiety that's surrounded by math. I am honored to not only have him on because I want you to see representation of a strong man who is taking on the homeschooling journey because you always see us you see strong women you see us but what about the fathers well today we're gonna bring on we're gonna bring on brandon how are you doing and welcome 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 i'm doing well i'm doing well can you hear me okay Yes, I can hear you now. We have two comments coming in from Shawana. She said, hello, queen. And she said, powerful. Yes. And we have some more. Oh, they're already coming in. Hello, everybody. <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in. And, um, Brandon, I'm yeah. so excited to have you here. And I've been watching what you have been doing. I think it's absolutely amazing. And I'm finally having a man come on and share what the homeschool experience is for you. And hopefully my goal, what I want is to inspire other men to take it on. Cause my husband helped me as well. So I want you to know, I want everyone to know that men homeschool too. And they do it very, very well. <laughs> and so without further ado, I'm going to let you take. All right. All right. So um, thank you Tina for that lovely presentation um thank you for the video also as well that we watched just before that was that was great that was amazing um so yeah my wife and i actually homeschool um you know our children and you know in this in this homeschooling journey you know first of all as a as a, as a teacher you know as a tutor as an educator i've been i've been teaching you know for a while now um but but the homeschooling journey is a little unique you know, it's, it's different from, you know, actually teaching someone else's child, right? You know, as I'm like, a, I'm like an outsider, you know, and I'm coming in, I, I come in for about 
an hour, an hour, 30 minutes, boom. Then, all right, cool. You know, then I'm going, going back to my life, right? But when you're homeschooling your own child, you, 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 have that, you have that section of time when you're homeschooling. But after that, then you're, you know, disciplining and you're <laughs> nurturing and you're, you're doing all of the other things that you don't really think about when you think of school. And one, one, of the, one of the biggest key uh, realizations that I've had, um, you know, along with my wife in homeschooling is that homeschooling, first of all, is not a, not a linear thing. My wife tells me a lot. It's not linear. You know, don't, don't be thinking linear, linearly, right? <laughs> so, but it, it's not a linear thing. It's actually homeschooling and, and opportunities to teach, opportunities to learn as well from your child and the experience that's going on. That is a it's a 24-hour thing. It's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week thing, right? So what, what I wanted to talk to you about today is how to, you know, that, that, that anxiety that comes with learning math, right? And I choose math because math is one of the subjects that looks a little foreign sometimes to our children, you know, sometimes a little to us as well because we don't. We don't use it in the sense that we learn it so much. Like we're not sitting down, writing down math equations all the time, but that's how we learn it, right? So when we're learning math, you know, it's, it's, just, a, it's just a difference in that sense. So it, it generally causes a lot of anxiety, right? But before I get into, you know, how to be better at teaching your child math, how to be better at um, helping your child absorb what you're trying to tell them. I want to talk about what anxiety even is, you know. And so this definition that I'm going to give, you know, and this explanation that I'm going to give is not it's not like a it's not a book definition, right? It's my it's a definition based on my observation with my own anxiety and also my observation with my <laughs> my the, the children that I teach their anxiety. Um, and even, you know, my own children's anxiety sometimes when, they, when they're um, learning and things like that. So anxiety, you know, what, what I found is that anxiety, first of all, we, we, we say, you know, anxiety and nervousness, right? It's kind of synonymous. It's like you, you feel nervous um, or anxious or anything like that. All these words that we're, that we're, that we're describing or that we're sharing we're trying to describe a feeling that we're having within our bodies, okay? So when you get anxious or when you get nervous or when you, get, or when you have anxiety, a lot of times your, your heart starts to beat, right? Heart starts to beat. Your breath starts to shorten. You know, your heart gets faster again. Um, and, and you start to feel all this, all this energy that you can't really pinpoint, right? We just call it anxiety, right? Now, what's happening is that your the energy within your body is getting revved up for some reason, okay? And it's and it's like a it's like an overload of energy going on, right? And it's not evenly dispersed. Why is that? What is what, what is what is what's a block what's a blockade there? So there's a couple of reasons why this happens. There's a couple of reasons why this happens. Why does the energy overload? So one of the reasons, right? One of the reasons is that. We, as parents, can be anxious. One of these reasons, um, um, you know, we, we, can, we can have some type of expectation, some type of thought 
right? And we, we have a thought of as to what should be happening at a certain moment. For example, if you're teaching your child and your child is, you're like, okay, <laughs> five plus seven, all right, is what? You're asking them. And in your head, you're like, we went over this, okay? We just went over this. So you should know it, okay? So that's, that's the expectation that you're going into it with, right? But, but, you know, say your child doesn't get that. Say your child doesn't receive that. Then you're like, hmm, what's going on here? Why are you not receiving it? And you can get, you're, you're, you can start revving up. You can start getting angry. You can start feeling frustrated. And then what happens to that? Energy is transferred, okay? Energy gets transferred. So you can transfer that frustration, that energy, that expectation to your child. And now that child has extra energy in their bodies, in their beings, that they're like, uh, I don't know. That's when they freeze. <laughs> That's when they freeze. That's when they're like, you know, have you ever seen your child like freeze? Like, because uh, they're like, I don't know what's about to happen. If I get this answer wrong, <laughs> I don't know what's about to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. And then also, I can't even think now. I can't even think because not only am I trying to process what you just said and my own emotions, which I'm still really new at, I'm trying to process your emotions now. I'm trying to process what your expectation now, what you're thinking. Now. So then it, it gets to a point where we all frustrated. And we're all anxious and we're all not getting anywhere, not getting anywhere. So I, I think you can see how that overload of energy can cause that anxiety. And again, a lot of that happens with math. A lot of, it happens a lot. With, it actually happens with a lot of subjects. It happens a lot, a lot, a lot with subjects. A lot of people get really anxious when it comes to math. And also, if you look at I know have have you all have you all you know ever had test anxiety where you all would know something, right? You all know it. Y'all like, oh I study, you know what I'm saying? I studied for this long, blah, 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 blah. I got this, right? I got this. But when you got to the test, you were like, I don't remember nothing. I don't remember, I don't remember nothing. That's I can't I can't remember. The reason why you can't remember is that. Now you, 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 you have an overload of energy in your head. You have the expectation of who are, you can even have that same energy that was way back when, when you were a child, right? You can have your parents' expectations on you. You can have your teacher's expectations on you. You can have your friends' expectations on you. And you have all this other energy, all this other emotion that you're trying to process at the same time that you're trying to grab the information that's in your, your, your brain. And, you know, output it, right? So it's not that it's not. So when when your child, if we go back, when your child has this anxiety, you know, or this this nervous look or this this look where they freeze, right? And they're like, I don't know what you said. I know we went over it, but I don't know. I don't get it. When they have that moment, one of the things to do is to stop, observe. Observe your emotions, right? Observe their emotions. And then observe whether it's something you said that they may not understand. Is it something that you said 
that they may not get, that they may not comprehend. Because a lot of things that we say, first of all, to our children, we assume that because we get it and it's so fluent, we don't remember when we didn't get it. We don't remember when we didn't understand it. And so you have to really be mindful of what your child does understand or what they don't understand and ask, do you understand this? If they say yes, oh yes, yes, I understand it because they don't want to, they don't want that backlash. Say, okay, then what does it mean? And if they can't give you an answer, like what does it mean? Don't give them that backlash. Don't give them that. What in? No, 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 no. Nah, you're good. <laughs> just be like, just be like, okay, okay. Well, let me tell you what it means. It means this. Blah 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 blah. Now we can move on. Now is a hole that's filled. Now there's something that you understand a little better. And then when you when you take that moment to breathe, breathe yourself. Okay, you you get that, you get that, um, you get your energy right, you get your emotions right. Observe, right? Observe your own emotions, observe their emotions, okay, and then observe what you said and whether they can comprehend it or not, and ask questions. Ask questions. Okay. Um, so that's one, that's 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 one thing that is very, 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 very key. Very key. Another thing I want to talk about though is that. You know, a lot of times when we're homeschooling, okay, we have to realize that, first of all, the way we were educated, the way a lot of us were educated, we were educated to be fit within a system, okay? We were educated to be work, the working. We were, we, we were the children of people who worked, right? Nothing wrong with working, right? Nothing wrong with that. But the education system was literally created for factory workers, <laughs> okay, and for people who were systematically placed in roles that it's like, oh, you only do this role, and that's it, and I want you to be great at this role, and do that for eight hours a day, and then you're done. That's it, right? But what we're doing as homeschoolers, and even if you're not homeschooling fully, your, your child, you have to know that your child is a whole being, first of all, with uh, their own desires, their own wants, uh, their, own, their own outlook on, on, on life, their own developing character, their own developing being, just like a seed. You know, you plant a seed in the ground, it already has the potential of the flower or whatever plant or whatever tree it's going to bear fruit to, right? So... This needs to be known so that we can nurture and not train so much. Now, there are certain things that our, our children is very helpful to know to be in a society. You know, we all know that, right? We all know that. However, if they don't get something like right away, that's okay. We need to know that. We need to know that that's okay. And and throughout this, actually, throughout this whole um, this whole, you know, conference, uh, this whole roundtable, you know, we, we've seen, we've seen a, a lot of the other speakers say, you know, there's, you just do you, take your time, you know, don't, don't rush, do it at your own pace. As homeschoolers, we get to mold this script, we get to um, see what works best for us. And something, and a way that does, where it works for somebody may not work for you. And that's cool, because guess what? You're not them and they're not you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You may be 
you know, you you may be, it's just like different types of flowers, different types of flowers, different types of plants. So it takes a certain amount of water to water this plant, whereas you, if you water this other plant with the same amount of water, you're drowning, right? So we have to figure out what, what type of plant our child is. We got we to gotta figure out what type, of, what type of being our child is so that we can properly nurture them. And then we can manage our expectations, and then we can manage our anxiety around their learning. We can manage our anxiety around them learning math, English, any other language, right? We can manage our anxiety, and we can let the process unfold, and we can properly balance, okay, let me... Uh, let me introduce you to this, and all right, let me let off. What do you want to do, right? Let me introduce you to this. What do you want to do? And then also another thing, and I'm and I'm saying things that can really manage your anxiety because again, your anxiety translates to your child, not just when you're teaching them, but all throughout the, all around the clock. Why do I know this? Because my anxiety has <laughs> been that to my own child. so I know this firsthand. First, 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 first hand. Now, in doing that, when, when you're when you're so when you're, when you're managing these expectations, when you're managing your own dreams, you then you then make room for your child to have theirs. You make room for their your child to have their own expectations for themselves. And that's what you want. That's what you want. That's what you ultimately want. You want your child to be an independent being. You want them to be them. You want them to be their best. I know you do. That's why you're homeschooling. <laughs> I know you do. That's why. That's why you're here. That's why you're watching this because you want that. So I just can't really. I can't stress that enough. So one um, one of the things I wanted to also say, you know, last night, um, you know, me and my family watched a movie called Come Away. All right, and I'm gonna paraphrase this line. I don't know if it's, it's not like perfect, but so when we were talking about, when we were talking to, not talking to. When uh, Peter Pan, Peter Pan was talking to one of the lost boys, right? And one of the lost boys, first of all, Peter Pan was going to a, through a situation where, where he was like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that, you know, because my parents want this. You know, I want my parents to be proud of me. And, you know, I know if I do this, then they'll be proud of me, right? And so then one of the lost boys, you know, came to him and was like, uh, well, you know, there was, it, was, it was a thing where it was like, um, well, well, adults don't have dreams anymore. Adults don't have expectations. That that was the that was the that was the thought, right? That's what that's what um, Peter Pan thought. But then one of the lost boys said, uh, "Well, don't you see? Like all the expectation that you have for yourself, that's not that, that. Those are your parents' dreams. Those are your parents' dreams. That's that's where their dreams. Were. When they were a child, just like you, they dreamed. They had expectations. They had imagination. But it, they grew out. Of them. It grew out of them." Okay, so even so, even still, managing your own expectations and also managing your own anxiety comes with managing your own dreams. Comes with what do you want to do? What is your purpose? Stepping in, stepping into your line, so that then your child, then you won't have you have a different perspective of what you're supposed to be doing and what 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 expectations you should even have for your child because you'll see yourself. Growing and evolving as things come into play, as, as life unfolds, as you start to walk, walk, walk towards your dreams, towards your purpose, you'll start to see that. Okay, so that is that that is that that is key, and I think I think that line really um, 
mean, I was like, wow, that's 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 true. That's true. Like, you know, our, our, a lot of our dreams, a lot of our expectations, a lot of the times go into our children. And so, and I know you're like, okay, I know all this had to do with, you know, mad and anxiety, but it does. It really does. It really does. So, um, so in closing, in closing, observe your expectations, okay? Observe your expectations. Observe your emotions, your energy, right? Especially while you're teaching, but all throughout the day. Observe, observe. And, um, you know, meditation, staying in a meditative state definitely helps this. Doing what you love to do definitely helps this. Um, you know, and, and just checking in with yourself constantly definitely helps this. And also, you know, check your expectations around and your judgments around math and learning in general. Check your expectations around education in general. What is it? Is it is it is it you know something that makes a break? <laughs> to make a break you? Um, if if you learn a certain thing, like what what, is, what are your expectations? What are your judgments? And then observe your child. What are their judgments? What do they want? What do they like? Okay, what do they like? Who are they? And then work with that. And work with that. Thank you, thank you so much, Brandon. Um, the perfect time. <laughs> I heard you. I, I watched behind. I watched backstage. <laughs> I um. We actually had some comments um that came in, and Thomas he said positive ways teaching our kids salute, and we have a Facebook user that said talk about it, Baba. <laughs> All right, and so. What I particularly like, because every speaker that comes on, I'm actually being a student listening and learning from you because I feel like we are always in a state of learning. And when we start getting to the point where we think we know everything, that's the problem. And so I learned a lot from what you just said um, that spoke volumes to me when you said, as parents, we need to manage our dreams. And, and, and if we manage our dreams or marriage um, manage our own dreams. It helps our children because we are setting the example. And I like what you said, observe your expectations. Because when you start this homeschooling journey, you have all these expectations, all these ideas of how it's supposed to go. This is going to be perfect. We're going to get this little desk with these little posters and they're going to sit like this and gonna be like, yes, Yes, mom. Yes. And it's not always necessarily that way. And, and we have to adjust, learn that, like all the other panelists said, everybody's experience is different. However, we're all going towards the same goal. We all want to reach our child to graduate or be able to do whatever they want to do, whether that's that's to go to college, trade school, start their own business, whatever the case may be. But we all do it a little bit differently. Um, you said a lot of good things. <laughs> you said about checking in with yourself. Now mm -hmm. that you don't get anything else from what he said. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you need to check in with yourself because I know with me, one of the main reasons why I didn't want to home was because I had enough anxiety all the way back when I was a child. I was mm -hmm. never a good Anchor, quote unquote. I knew the information, but just like when you talked about that bottled up energy and then you forget everything that you studied, that was me. <laughs> I knew all the information. The teacher pulled me to the side. If it wasn't 
after the test. And she's like, Tina, I know you know all this. I'm like, I know. And take the test with no stress, with no timer. Ace it. Do good, right? But put the timer on it in a room full of other children that's doing the same thing. You can watch them and see them turning the pages faster than you. And, uh, you know, so <laughs> I transitioned that to my children in homeschool. And once I switched my mindset, on it and dealt with myself first, I was able to transition where they're not like, oh man, I can't stand math. And so um, they're able to work through it. So one thing that I really want you to uh, talk about is what you do in regards to math because many, um, someone just popped and she said, oh my, they said, OMG, that was me as well. Yes. And that's why we're having this totally transparent that right. you know that you can do it, but this is the behind the scenes, behind the scenes of what really happens with homeschooling that no one really don't want to really talk about, but it happens. Really? And I don't want you to feel inadequate, to feel like you're the only one. All right. right. So, Brandon, please tell us all about your motherland math because i saw one of your events thought it was absolutely amazing i didn't hear you say anything about it so i can't let you go without you talking about it so they can get to your program because i'm not gonna let you go uh-uh you're not getting up well well yeah like initially you know i was like i want to i want to come on here you know i know you know i got motherland math i know very good teaching i'm gonna talk about it but first you know i just wanted to give i just wanted to give value for real, you know, because I know a you lot, gave of, a lot, a lot of, of value, but we need that love math it. because they outsource, they can outsource <laughs> you. I'm not, I'm, I'm being honest because sometimes as homeschooling parents, if you know that it brings you a whole lot of anxiety and stress and you can't really get over it and you're teaching your children and it's becoming like a war zone, mm-hmm. you, that's the indicator that you need to get someone else to come in that can do it for you, whether you right. find uh, a person like you, if you can't do that, kind of educational video, so somebody that can do something for your program or something. And so I saw what you was doing. I love how you mix our history and all of that. So I'm like, go ahead. I want to go. <laughs> so, all right. So cool. So, so Motherland Mad um, is under the, the company Very Good Teaching. All right. So I'm going to tell you about um, I'm going to start off with very good teaching, what we do, what we're about, and then go into Motherland Math as well. So um, so very good teaching, very good teaching is actually the, the soul child of, um, you know, my wife and I. And we, we wanted to, you know, bring an educational experience that was, you know, it wasn't, it was outside of that, you know, industrial educational training and, and all that other stuff you know what i'm saying that we that a lot of us were growing up in and and it was more so aligned with okay what is your child's soul purpose and all right okay here here are some steps here's some things that can help you achieve that or you know get to and walk into that soul purpose um so we have a lot of we have a lot of classes uh real math uh, we have uh real algebra we have um holistic health uh one and two or one-on-one and two or two we have um, social engineering, um, engineering society. Uh, we have um, entrepreneurship 101. So we have a lot of a lot of different classes, and all, all of those classes are available now for um, for the winter session, which starts in January. I know a lot of our very good parents. Um, they already like, yeah, I'm gonna sign up for winter. And so, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, and I put that fire out too. But um, 
Yeah, so that's that, right? But then also we have motherland math as well. So and motherland math has um has a lot to do with again, first of all, the the whole reason why um you know I wanted to create motherland math is to first of all show melanated beings that like math did not start with it did not start with Greece. <laughs> like it did not start with Greece. Pythagoras was in literally wrote about going to uh, comedic priests and learning, okay? Like this this information, this knowledge, this science, this math, this, this, this technology, all this other stuff, this was learned. This was learned from people that look like me. So motherland math, that's why I infused the history in the math so that we could, you know, learn, first of all, okay, what they did, how they did it. And it's also interesting that a lot of the, a lot of the math that they used is the, a lot of the math that we use to power our computers and our smartphones and all of the technology that we use right now, um, you know. And so this 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 is powerful powerful information that you know if we knew we 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 would have been able to uplift and 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 we would have been when able we would have been able to have um, racial self esteem to the point where you know there wouldn't be so much. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the crabs in a barrel uh, uh, mentality and, and all this other stuff that, uh, thankfully, you know, in the melanated community, um, a lot of that is kind of dissipating. So, so, but, um, you know, but we have to, um, we have to, you know, catch our children early and be like, hey, here's a representation of you. This is you. This is not, um, this is not Pythagoras. This is not just, uh, you know, all, all the all the Greeks and, 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 and even, you know, um, you know, everybody else, you know, it, it, this isn't just them. This isn't like an Asian thing. Um, this is this is also a youth thing as well. So motherland math, motherland math has definitely impacted um, a lot of people. And actually, we've, we've been working with mentoring programs. We've been working with after school uh, programs. It's actually an uh, after school program out in um, uh, California. Shout out to the Village Method. Um, they just uh, purchased Motherland Map for all their children as well. So, um, so yeah, we you know we making we make an impact and and we're 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 doing our best to again just catch our children young so that they just see that they see that representation. So, melanated excellence is normal. It's excellent. Oh yeah, it's just excellent. You see what I'm saying? So um, yeah, yeah, that's that's it. I absolutely love how you merge because as homeschoolers, we're, I, I can't say for as homeschoolers, I'm going to say as a homeschooler myself, let me put myself because I can't talk about everybody, but I know with me, um, having two children that are homeschooled, I wanted to look for ways that I can do multiple subjects at the exact same time to kind of ease up stress. And so what I love about what you're doing, you attach Two things that usually right. children really don't care too much for. It's something that love history, but but very seldom. But with math, you merge geography, math, history, and math mm -hmm. together. So they're going on a journey. And so as they're right. learning, they're really not thinking about, oh, I, I don't like math. 
No, right. let me figure this out because if I figure this out, then I'm going to learn how this happened and how mm. this correlate with our history. And then it goes on and on and on. And, and before you know it, they're begging you to do math. A child that don't even like math. It's like, can we do no. more math? <laughs> no, no, that's what happens. It's, you know, and it's funny. Um, in, in Motherland Math, really in all of our courses, is is kind of, I was like, I wasn't expecting it. But um they were like, are we going to have homework? Like, what, what's the homework? Can you tell me what the homework is? I have, I have children emailing me, what's the homework? What, I, I need the homework. And, like, and then, you know, the reason I'm like, oh, we don't have homework. They're like, oh, I don't have homework. And I'm like, wow. This is, what time homework? You know? Like, sure, you want homework, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we have a Someone actually said something. Um, They said, we'd love to have a curriculum like that. First year here and we'll see. That's why we brought Brandon on. Tell them again yeah, where they can get so in contact. Okay, so verygoodteaching.com. Verygoodteaching.com. We actually have a live version of Motherland Man, um, mm -hmm. uh, version one and two. Okay. Version two, first of all. Version two. Ain't nobody seen that. So that, that's coming <laughs> this January. Um, okay. And that's going to be that's gonna be on, a, on another level. Um, we also have the uh, Motherland Math 1 and 2 that's self-paced, all right? So those two, again, those two offerings are already are already there. And um, and actually, no, I'm sorry. Motherland Math 2 is coming in January. But Motherland Math 1 is already there. And um, those also, those two are going to be live. And and so, you know, with that, and we, we're also doing, um, we also have a math basic booking right now that we're going that we're going through. So, I mean, speaking of math, if you if you want your child to 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 be at ease with math and, and cover those basics, you know, that's a really important thing. The math basics boot camp is available right now, right now, and it's actually the perfect time to get in um, because we're only we've only had uh, two weeks into it, um, and we took a break this week. So this is a, this is the perfect time to get in, so you can. You know, watch the recordings, do the practice online, and then jump in, boom, right when we get out of you know, Thanksgiving and, and Friendsgiving and Gratitude Day and, um, and, and Black Friday and all that other stuff. Um, yes, it's a perfect time to jump in there, too. So verygoodteaching.com, verygoodteaching.com, that's where you can find all of that information. And yeah, I, I thank you all. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, thank you all for doing what uh, what you all are doing for your children. You know, because your children, your children are, are, are our future, just like you know my children are our future. And so you know, you doing your due diligence, you doing your part as a homeschool, as a mom, as a parent, um, as a as a dad. You know, you all are you all are really y'all that y'all the real MVP. You know, we all we all out here shining. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brandon, it's been a pleasure. Um, you can hang around for a little while for our end of the day or round table mini event. Um, if anyone have any questions, they can ask you. But everyone who is watching, because I know we're watching on multiple areas, about eight different areas where we are located right now. Um, okay isolated but we're also in like 20 other areas too so if you're watching this video if you're watching this video if you want to get in contact which i don't know any other reason why you wouldn't you need to click the link in the description of the video i have everyone all the panelists links that you can get in contact with them so that you can get with them on their coaching their services their products books boot camps with i mean you can get in contact with me get in contact with them 
I did this so that you will have the resources that you need. So you will not have to worry about, I don't know how to do this and use it for an excuse not to do homeschooling if that's on your heart of hearts to do. Because it's many of us that's out here that's qualified that can help you on this journey. And we do it very, very well because we have took the time to master what we are doing and we have different things available for you. And Barry is one of them. I'm so happy that you came <laughs> on because I to see the father, the husband <laughs> representing. <laughs> Yes, they want to see you too. I'm like, I, I'm like, me in homeschool. My husband helped me. So, so, and I like, really, I could not do it without him. And now, my parents, thank you, Felicia. That's his website. Thank you. Um, yeah, and, and, and Felicia, that's the co founder of Very Good Teacher as well. My partner, my wife, my best friend. So, yep. And see, thank I you. love that. So, thank you, Felicia Chad. You helped me too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I love what you're doing. Keep up the amazing work, you and your wife. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your journey, and helping us to know how we can de-stress with math and how to ease that anxiety, which most of us have. We don't want to admit it. And how you also have services that can alleviate that stress. If we can't get over the hump and alleviate for ourselves, that's the indicator that you need to delegate and find another source. <laughs> so... Um, Someone said, oh, Barry, thanks so much, Felicia. Yes. See, his better half. She, she came in. She came through. Let me put it up again. Came through. Came through. All right. So that's barrygoodteaching.com. And like I said, everybody's information is in the description of this video, including Barry's. So make sure, uh, well, Brandon, make sure that you go in <laughs> and connect with all of these amazing panelists. So on that, thank you. Oh, someone said, absolutely, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Felicia. So Barry, um, thank you, oh, Brandon. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Keep it up. I'm so happy that we was able to connect you and your wife so that everyone would know the amazing things that you're doing with education and helping us with this anxiety we call math. <laughs> so with that, hang around. And we will see you a little bit later with our round table. And if anyone have any questions or anything, they'll be able to, we will be able to answer them at that time. And you can get a contact with him right now. You can hit him up. Go ahead. Do it. Go ahead. Because you know you need to tell. <laughs> and I'll talk you. All right, you guys. See? Now you see that not only melanated women homeschool, but melanated men homeschool as well. We all homeschool. And so now we're coming out to let you see what is going on, sharing with you our tips, our techniques, our struggles, our challenges, and also our many successes within the homeschooling realm. All of us do it a little bit differently, but yet we all have the same goal. The goal of raising our children in the best productive way and and excellence and providing a safe haven for our children to learn in a loving, nurturing environment and to have the reassurance that they can do anything that they put their mind to. And so with all of that, I am just ecstatic. I am going to go to a short uh, commercial break. And after that, we're going to have another amazing speaker that is going to be coming on. And I'm going to... I'm telling you, I have the best of the best on this homeschooling with excellence. 
I'm not even going to, I'm just going to go ahead and go to this commercial because y'all don't know, but you're going to know, y'all don't know. So let me go ahead and put on this commercial and you guys, I will see you in a small And we are back. Welcome to our homeschooling with excellence event. My name is Coach Tina Ramsey. I am a mindset development coach, Facebook strategist coach, and also one who help you with your advertisement for your businesses, along with being a homeschool mom and helping frustrated homeschool parents find their way. So with all that being said, we are about to have the amazing balance. She is an author. She is a certified lactation's counselor, trained as a postpartum doula and prenatal mental health. She's a wife and a homeschooling mother of four little children and for the past nine years. Valen provides coaching for mothers by bridging mindset and motherhood from conception to school age. Without further ado, let's bring on our amazing queen, yes, and she has some things in store, but I'm gonna let her tell it, but I was just about to just tell it. But I'm going to let her go ahead and tell it for herself. I'm so honored. If you didn't catch her on the news, well, you missed something great. So I'll make sure I drop that up under this video after this over with. She did some great inspiration and motivation on the news just recently. So happy to have her on. How are you, Queen? How are you doing, Valen? Are you? How are you? It's so nice to be here. I am great. So happy to have you here. So happy for you to be pouring into us about lactation, about um, postpartum, whatever it is, and homeschooling, because you have a lot of information 
that we need to know that we don't usually talk about, but we need to, right. and how it plays into the homeschool experience. So without further ado, let me move on out the way and let you take over. I'll talk to you later. Hello, everyone. So my name, as Tina has said, my name is Valen Bingley. I am a certified lactation counselor. I'm an author. I am trained as a postpartum doula and in perinatal mental health. So what I have done for the last nine years of my life is homeschool my children. I have four children. My eldest is 12. I have a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old. And today I wanted to talk to you about homeschooling multiple children, but not when they're older. Um, a lot of people, you know, when they hear information about homeschooling, they all think that, okay, all the children are school age, so all of them are doing something. But the reality is that a lot of people who are homeschooling, especially right now, in this pandemic um, have very small children. Um, and typically their children would have been in daycare or maybe they would have been home with just the small children, but now they have their older children home or they may be transitioning from the school system to wanting to homeschool their older children. And so I have lots of experience <laughs> with homeschooling small children while homeschooling older children. and. Um, my 12 year old who he's a grade ahead so he would be in seventh grade right now he's in eighth grade there is of course a lot more work that he needs to do in preparation for his ninth um ninth grade year which is going into high school and so it's very important that i am honing in on his skills and making sure that he's getting everything he needs but also making sure that my children who are younger are engaged in learning as well and so what that looks like will look very different for everyone's family but the three steps or the, the model that I like to, to focus on is purpose, preparation, and peace. Um, and the one thing to know that if you've just had a baby or you have a very small baby, um, grace is very much necessary. Grace. Giving yourself grace and allowing for yourself to understand that you are in a new transition in your life. And even though homeschooling is um, a part of this transition, it is really important for you to focus on your purpose. What is my purpose in this season? Um, I like to touch on the fact that a lot of times when we think about the school system, as Brandon has said, I loved everything Brandon shared because I was just like, yes, 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 every two seconds. A lot of what he shared is all mindset. And as Tina has shared with you, I am a motherhood and mindset coach. Um, the one thing I say all the time to all my clients, all my, my moms, all my friends is mothering has nothing to do with your children. It has everything to do with you. Um, it has everything to do with how you respond, how you react, how you um, process your experiences and how you perceive or how you, you don't perceive a situation. And the more we get more in tune with ourselves and are aware of who we are, what we want, and what our purpose is in these moments and seasons in our lives, it's easy for us to transmit that to our children. And it's easy for them to say, oh, well, this is normal. This is fine. You know, oftentimes you say, well, my child is scared. He doesn't know or she doesn't know. No, you're scared. You don't know. And so your child feels and they're like, well, if she don't know, then I guess I don't know either. And so it's really important for us to, to as Brandon has said, to tap into ourselves. And as an author of my book, She As She Flows, um, although it is a book for all women through every season and spectrum of their, your, the, the, the womanhood in life, um, it speaks tremendously to motherhood. Why? Because 
there's this notion that forgetting yourself means loving your children more. And that is absolutely untrue. And it's the worst idea ever, because the more you love yourself, the more you put yourself as a priority, and the more you focus on your purpose in this season of your life, whether it's, I just gave birth to a baby, or now I'm in a pandemic, and instead of having one baby home or one child home, I have four or three or two. Um, instead of allowing for that to be the determining factor in whether or not you deserve, you're saying, well, I deserve joy and peace, and I'm going to model my day and my life around that. And I'm going to give everything I can to my children, but I'm going to also keep in mind that I need to be able to pour from that cup for myself as well. So, no, we're not taking sips and small swigs. We, we need a nice full eight ounces of water. We can't just be doing the, the couple of sips because that's not sufficient enough to sustain you for your children. So I wanted to jump into some ways that you can absolutely homeschool while caring for a very small baby or caring for toddlers. And the first one I wanted to point to, and you'll, you'll see this if you, when you, if you follow me, you will see this on my VB Maternity Wellness. I am the owner of VB Maternity Wellness. That is where I do my lactation work and my doula work and things of that nature. Um, there's a video I did about fine motor skills and lactation. I love this, I love this, I love this topic because oftentimes we don't talk about what can you do with smaller children while you're, you're nursing your baby. So what can you do with smaller children while you're caring for a brand new baby? And fine motor skills are excellent ways for you to be able to engage your small child while still being able to rest in your bed because they can do it right next to you or on the floor in front of you. Um, you can do this on the couch, wherever. And fine motor skills, if you're not aware, are things like writing, fine motor skills, small. They're not gross motor skills like jumping and running and climbing, but they're simple skills like how, having um, to be able to, to weave or having to be able to hammer. Now, hammering will probably be something that you would do later on when your, your smaller baby's a little older so that they're not waking the baby up and things like that. But it's things like that hammering or um, weaving, sewing. Uh, another idea is coloring and drawing, um, painting. Painting, and a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I don't want my, my toddler to paint. Well, there are painting markers where that you can purchase the painting markers, and you literally will be able to paint anywhere. If you put them on the floor, it'd be less mess, less mi mistakes, and they're also um, washable. So you'll be able to use them for washing if they were to get it on their clothes or on something else. Um, focusing on fine motor skills while you care for your other children allows for them to gain better, especially when they're small, they're getting better grips for their, their, their pencils and pens. They'll be, become better writers. Um, and they'll be able to do a lot of gross motor skills because the fine motor skills are actually very necessary for children to learn very, um, all the other things, uh, but specifically for gross motor skills. So we can focus on those things while you're lactating and while you're feeding your babies. Also, um, stations. So I talk about stations a lot. Um, and stations are not just for children, but they're also for moms. So if you are having a baby, it's very important that you create stations throughout your house. Clearly, you may not be able to stay in your bedroom if you have other small children in your home, right? But what you will be able to do is create stations, which means get a basket, a basket. It could be any type of basket. It could be a basket with some storage in it, whatever the case may be. And you want to have some of your essentials in it. So you want to make sure there's wipes, 
there's diapers, there's birth cloths. You want to make sure there are high-protein snacks inside your basket. You want to make sure those high-protein snacks are also um, water, so you can have water, coconut water. Maybe you like um, a sparkling water. Uh, you want to also make sure you have things like, when I say high-protein, a lot of people are like, well, what does that even mean? You can have boiled eggs, if you like, that you keep in there. You can have um, all sorts of nuts, almonds, peanuts, um, walnuts. You can also have yourself any type of tea bag that you like. So if anybody can bring you a hot cup of water, you can just put your tea bag in it. You also want to have um, any type of nutritional bars that you like or you enjoy. Focus on things that you actually like and you enjoy, but also make sure that you whatever you have for protein, you're making sure that you're following up with um, liquids. And that's usually clear liquids like water, tea, um, soups, and broth. Things like that so that you're able to continue to nourish and nurture your body um, without becoming depleted. A lot of people think that, oh, the reason why I'm not able to do this or that is because I can't. No, it's because your body is depleted. If you don't have the proper nutrients in your body, your body is going to fail you because it's trying to keep you awake and alive. Um, and so it's really important that you continue to pour and nurture yourself while you're homeschooling your children. And those are, that's a little bit for the smaller children. And for all of these things, um, if you know you're planning on homeschooling, the best thing to do is to handle creating fine motor school activities and handle creating your baskets prior to giving birth to the baby. So the best way to do that is Ziploc bags. You can create little activities, put them in Ziploc bags, put that in a basket. Um, for your, your baskets around your house, you can make sure you purchase two baskets, knowing that I'm going to keep one next to the couch, and then I'll keep one next to my bed or wherever you know for certain you'll be moving around throughout your house or where you would be able to be stationary after you move from one area to the other. Now for older children, if you're working with older children, the, the one approach that I like to use um, with my children is a top-down approach, that's what I call it. And what that looks like is I focus on my oldest child's curriculum, whatever he is learning, and that's in all subjects, and I break it down into smaller pieces for my other children. So let's say my oldest son is doing algebra or geometry. Then I would create an activity, geometry, right? Let's say it's geometry. I would create activity for my seven-year-old that allows him to connect the dots and create, let's say, a, a hexagon or an octagon or something of the sort. Again, it's geometry, um, creating shapes and things of that nature. My daughter, she would probably be playing with uh, a game that allows for her to use different intricate shapes. Or um, there's a, it's like a puzzle where it's octagons, triangles, um, trapezia, trapezoids, and things like that, that she would be actively working with. And then for my small little girl, I would have her do a Ziploc painting. And a Ziploc painting is pretty much putting a piece of paper inside of a Ziploc bag, um, dropping some paint inside of it, zipping it up and taping it, and then letting her just move around. She'd be able to take a, a pencil or um, a Q-tip and just swirl all around and create shape and it, on the paper I would create an actual ge uh, geometric shape this way she'd be able to be a part of the learning um, it becomes a lot easier when you just focus on what your oldest child needs and what they're learning and what's required for them and then break it down into smaller pieces it's called differentiating in the school environment they call it um, differentiating learning they're pretty much learning the same thing just on a smaller level for each child. Uh, and another way that is amazing in postpartum for teaching children of multiple age ranges 
is one, you can create it or you can just buy it. And it's called unit studies. I love unit studies. And I'll say this, I don't know if, depending upon the type of homeschool you are, I'm a very eclectic learner. I, 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 I teach my children from a, a wide variety of models for learning, um, and depending upon the season I'm in. If I'm in a season where I just had a baby, then I would be leaning more to an unschooling approach with a top-down um, lesson plan, where I know that there's certain things that my oldest child must do. Like, he must, he must be consistent in his math. He's really good at math, but math is a subject that you can begin to slip at if you aren't practicing it regularly. So math is something that he will always do, even if I'm in a season of um, having a child. So for that reason, I will be consistent with his math as well as allowing for my other children to um, learn from that same approach. Um, if I'm in a season where my children are much older, then we will be taking more of a unit study approach and a cross-curricular approach. So all of our learning cross-curricular would mean, um, let's say we're doing language arts, but we're learning about, um, let's say, space. So if you're learning about space in the solar system, but we're doing language arts, and then we're going to create a solar system, you're kind of learning about science, but you're doing language arts, and then I want you to write me a two-paragraph essay about this topic. Now he's getting into grammar and writing. You see how that was? So that's cross-curricular. You're learning um, different subjects, but at the same time, it's language arts. You're reading. Um, so that's another approach that I'm able to use when I'm teaching my children, um, depending upon, again, the season in which you're in. So I want to backtrack a little. When you're homeschooling multiple children, it's really, really important for you to realize, one, where you are in your mothering journey or your parenting journey. Are you newly with a baby? Do you have very small children? Are they a little older? Two, you need to be clear on your expectation and the purpose here. What are you trying to accomplish? The funny thing is that because we look at the school model, we think that, oh, my child has to be learning six subjects right now. That's not true. You can literally say, I'm teaching my child this subject and this subject from September to December. And then in the next semester, I'll be teaching them this subject and this subject because of what I have going on in my life right now. Um, the funny thing is, like I said, children find that they are interested in certain things. And without even realizing it, they've incorporated more tools and learning and activities into their learning experience during that season of only you teaching them two subjects. And it also gives them time for them to um, cultivate and find what they truly like. And what really piques their interest. Knowing what piques your child's interest is very helpful in being able to navigate their learning anyway. So depending upon the season you're in, again, you want to ebb and flow. You want to allow for yourself to say, hmm, this is a season of go, go, go. But then this is also a season of let's slow down. Let's try this, let's try that. Um, and always, always, like I said, every child is different, so always hone in on the subject that you know your child needs to be consistently learning. Some children can take breaks off of learning a certain subject and it wouldn't affect them because they're just really good at it. And in other children, they need consistent practice because if they don't do it regularly, it becomes um, more of a challenge for them. Especially when I, when I always talk about math and in the, the, the higher grade levels it becomes a little more intricate because more steps are being added. Um, but taking those things into consideration. And then you want to make sure that you are focusing on not only your children's strengths and challenges, but your own. 
So your strengths and challenges, if you are not good at reading yourself, that probably should not be what you are trying to teach your child. Not because you can't, it's because it's going to bring you tremendous frustration. And if you're gonna be frustrated and upset and overwhelmed, it's gonna be very difficult for them to grasp the information and feel confident in it because again, you lack the confidence in it. So this is where we come into delegation. Being sure that if you are in a season, again, if you just had a baby, if you just had um, a surgery, if you just had a, something going, has happened in the family and you've just been helping other family members with something, anything that has been going on in your life and you understand this is a season of slow, then it's really good to delegate. And so delegate looks like who can teach my child language arts for this semester? Who can teach my child geography? Um, and when you know that, then you tap into the resources that are out there. Um, this panel has been amazing because you have gotten so many different people who are able to assist you in so many different areas. But even if you haven't found someone that maybe works for you in, on this panel, there are so many resources like OutSchool, um, even, I mean, honestly, even Udemy, YouTube, um, all these different platforms that you can look into and say, hmm, what places and people can assist me with this subject so that the bulk of it isn't on me. And I can focus on the other areas that I'm a little bit more um, equipped in and I'm a little bit more confident in so that I can transmit that confidence to my child. It's very important that, um, this is the thing, it's not important for you to, to know everything. That's, that's not required in homeschooling. It's very important that when you present information to your children, that you're forthcoming that, I know this, I know that, but also that you're very confident in them saying, we're working through this together. When children feel like, even if you know you don't know much of anything, when they feel like you are in it with them, they are more prone to want to learn. Even if it's a subject or a topic you're learning that same day that they're learning it, you let them know, mommy is learning with you. So let's sit down, let's get on, let's, you know, let's start reading, let's start watching this video, let's start watching, you know, doing this, this whatever, let's do this together, and we're gonna be working towards a goal together. Um, and so all of that encompasses your purpose. Like, what is your purpose? What is the goal? What is the vision for your homeschooling experience? How do you see your homeschooling looking like? And what season are you in in your life? Um, a lot of people don't talk about that. We just, oh, we're going to homeschool. Yes, but where are you in your life? Are you in graduate school and working two jobs? And is your, your, do you have a partner that's available to help? Or are you in a season of you just had a child, or maybe you have two children, maybe you have a set of twins. I, I have clients who have sets of twins. That's a big, big difference in um, having a nine, a 12, and a 14-year-old child who have always, all have been to school before, so they know what schooling looks like for somewhat. Um, and then it's also a big transition when you have to unschool a child from how they've learned inside the school system so get an understanding that although we are learning inside um, our home, it doesn't look exactly the same as the, the, the school building. And it shouldn't because you're in your home. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about a little was not only tapping into your strengths and challenges and figuring out, hmm, am I really good at this? Or, but looking at your children. Um, sometimes we like to believe our child is strong in a certain area 
and they're saying, no, mommy, I don't, I'm not quite sure. No, no, you know this, you know, you know. No, trust your child and trust yourself. Trust that you know what's best for you and how you function, but also trust that they know themselves. If they're saying something's a struggle for them, then you need to listen, take heed to that, and fine-tune your approach when it comes to learning that. What I like to say is that when we focus on when we focus on our children's strengths and insert that into their learning, then it allows for us to cultivate their challenges. So whatever you're trying to teach them, teach it from a place of their strength. If they're a really, really good reader, then let's do reading and we can insert your math learning into your reading. It may sound like, why would they want to do reading problems or you know word problems for math? You'd be surprised that because a child is really good at reading and because they pick up very well, like reading comprehension, it seems to be easier for them to be able to pull numbers out and equate that to experiences like, oh, there were five dominoes and there were seven um, um, checkers. That makes more sense to them than saying five times seven plus six. It's surprising, yeah, but sometimes that's how children process things. And so if they're really strong in language arts or reading, then give them word problems in math and allow them to pull the information out because they feel like they're, they're doing something. Okay, I'm pulling the information out and now I can make sense of it. Um, and surprisingly, you'll see that the more you cultivate their, you, the, more, the more you focus on their strengths and allow for their learning to be led by their strengths, you'll see that the, the challenges that they have become strengths too. They start to not be scared anymore in those other subjects. They start to um, want to participate in those other subjects and they, they start to want to, um, to help others in those areas. And that brings me to the last thing I wanna speak about is that when you have older children and younger children, it's a really great thing to pair them. Some people are like, I'm not pairing my kids. They may fight and argue. Some children do, but I have, um, like I said, my age range is one, four, seven, and 12. My seven-year-old does really well with my one-year-old. My four-year-old does really well with my 12-year-old. My 12-year-old actually does well with all of them, but of course, for the sake of my seven and four-year-old, not arguing all the time, yeah, I'll do a seven and one and a four and 12. What I mean by that is um, when I'm doing, like I said, fine motor skills like puzzles, I have a lot of puzzles. Puzzles are a really major part in my life because my children, as you can see, are three years apart, the first two are five, but they're very close in age and somewhat. So it's really important for them to be able to do things that um, doesn't require me to have to do much and that they can learn to work together as teams. Um, pairing them in teams allows for them not only to learn teamwork, but for them to learn how to critically think, how to troubleshoot, and how to develop um, plans and, and goals together, as opposed to saying, well, I can do it by myself. So if I have like my one-year-old and my, four, my seven-year-old, I have them do a puzzle together, which is usually wooden puzzles, you know, the wooden puzzles, but he's showing her the puzzles and the pieces and he's explaining to her, this is a cow, this is a dog. She's looking at him like, oh, he's the teacher of all teachers, right? And it gives him confidence in himself because he is now the leader. Um, allowing children to, to be the leader in certain areas and topics and subjects in their learning uh, and teach other children 
really brings in and benefits their confidence level in their own work. My 12-year-old, when he works with my four-year-old, my four-year-old, she does, she was, she was doing 36 pieces and 42 pieces, and now she's moved on to a little bit of higher pieces. Um, but working together, it's teaching my oldest son patience. Um, a lot of people don't talk about how homeschooling doesn't really just encompass all these subjects. You know, the subjects that we talk about is really great. The math, the reading, the social studies, the science, the grammar, and all of that. But we're also talking about life skills. Teaching our children patience, teaching them collaboration, um, teaching them grace, allowing for them to be critical thinkers, um, allowing for them to, to make mistakes, and to, to say it's okay, it's all right that you made a mistake, let's try again. Um, all those things are really important to homeschooling. And when you have multiple children, allowing them to learn how to work together and to encourage each other and to give positive affirmation to each other, not just that comes from you, but from, from their own siblings makes a difference in how your children view the world, how they interact with people in the world, but also how they interact with their own family. Um, and a lot of people talk about how children argue. My children, my two, my seven and four year old argue all the time. But the one thing that's consistent with them is that they're able to show compassion. If they've blown up on each other, they'll say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said it that way. Or I shouldn't have said that to you. I'm sorry. You know, and um, the one thing I always tell them that it's not good enough to say sorry, you need to ask for forgiveness. And so they'll, they'll always say, will you forgive me? As I said, the person has the right not to forgive you, but it's good for you to ask for forgiveness because it's opening a conversation for them to say, well, I do want to forgive you, but I want to know why you did this yesterday and today. You know what I mean? It allows for them to learn how to communicate. So when you're teaching your children patience, communication, compassion, um, teamwork, collaboration, all these things are monumental and important to homeschooling. Um, and they allow for your children to develop Soft skills, the things that people don't literally go to work and they, they have to teach you because a lot of times it's not taught um, in the younger years. So when we're talking about any season of your life where you need to be slower, but you're homeschooling your children, you need to understand that is a season of grace and that is the season of teaching your children those things that really aren't highlighted in um, the academic world the way it should be. So that people can thrive so much better than they're doing um, because it's, it's really not a, a topic um, that people heavily discuss and it's something that I love to discuss because it's pretty much the um, framework and the foundation for why I like to bridge motherhood and mindset and why I'm interested in encouraging mothers and women to understand their flow and their seasons of life especially in this homeschooling thing. Um, I've homeschooled my children their entire life. My 12-year-old, he's been homeschooled since he was three. He's never been to public school. So my entire um, parenting journey thus far has been homeschooling, having children, um, nursing them, uh, finding ways for me to incorporate the things that they love because there's multiples of them and they all have different desires and likes and um, challenges. And really focusing on their personalities. I'm getting to know them in a way that is very intimate. And sometimes we don't really get those opportunities when our children are far away from us a whole lot. Because, well, they're not with us. You know, they come home and we get them for about, you know, 
a little while after eight or nine o'clock sometimes, and then they go to bed and they start the day again, and maybe on the weekend, but we don't get to really dive deep into who they are. And um, I think that is an excellent opportunity for us to continue to um, learn our children, learn ourselves, and allow for us to work in collaboration with our children on this homeschooling journey. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Valen. You did amazing. What I like, what you brought to the table is the fact that you are homeschooling multiple ages. Um, and that is how I started. I absolutely love unit studies. I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah. I love <laughs> unit study. You hear me? Yeah. <laughs> um, and- <laughs> curriculum i haven't heard anyone else say this but i do cross curriculum as well merging different subjects together using their high points to merge into things that's not so much of a high point so that it won't be as stressful situation and whatever my older daughter is doing like my son he my daughter is in high school and she had to take government last year well guess what i had my son taking a smaller part of government it's gonna make my a whole lot easier when he gets in high school when he's in high school this right. year you don't have to take it to a little later on but it makes it easy right. because that intro so it would it's be because i already introduced to it and right. it makes it easier <laughs> i can keep my it's sanity so yes listen it's funny because you know a lot of times because we're used to the school model we think oh no children have to learn this way and this way and it's like no Honestly, if you have your younger children right behind those older children, it actually makes it easier for them to learn on those higher levels. And it makes it easier for them to move forward faster because they're already like enthused that, oh, my older sibling's learning this and I'm learning the same thing. So they already feel, you know, empowered. So it gives them like, you know, a lot of confidence in themselves and it allows for them to learn in ways that I feel is really restricted in the school system because they're only able to learn, oh, let me just teach you in this way with the same age group of children. And sometimes children, yeah, in English, they may need their grade level. But in math, they can probably be two grade levels up. And it's really important to give them that room to grow. Exactly. We had a comment from Lacey. She says, love it. And Lacey said, again, exactly. School on your own terms. Yes. And so one thing I will tell anyone that is on this homeschooling journey. You have, especially speaking from a person that came from the public school system and then transitioned to the homeschooling experience, you have to, I, I was not familiar with the, the term de-schooling, but after right. I got to it, I was like, I should have done that because it's a process of you and your children finding yourself and finding your path of what you want to do with homeschooling. And so if you don't know anything about de-schooling, look that up. It's an amazing way to kind of de-stress the homeschool experience. I love how you talk out about it's a season. Sometimes this might be your season to be slow. This is your season to go fast. And based upon what's going on in your life, would it dictate what season that is for you? And we don't talk about that. Because some years you read on it. Like last year was a year most of my homeschooling consultants, when I coached them, they was like, I don't know what it is about this school year, but it's like, I cannot get my groove. I cannot get my momentum. It's like, as soon as I think I got it, it falls. I'm like, listen, it's just that season for you. Embrace it, adjust, adapt, and be flexible and don't 
be too hard on right. yourself. Your kids are going to learn regardless. They're going to learn, but you need to have current situation. And so, right. um, someone, let's see, Felicia said, yes, absolutely. You pace and balance based on your season. You're in, especially on this time. Message. Thank you. Yes, I love that. Let's see. It's something else you said about the fine motor skills. Oh, my goodness. That is an art that is dwindling. The fine motor skills, the soft skills. We have to soft skills. So, to teach. So to yeah. teach this. Um, and for us, because I, I teach my children those soft skills as well. So I'm glad you brought those points out. And during that time when you might have a slow season, that's a great time to bring in those things that you're normally not learning in a traditional school setting, like those soft skills, how to collaborate. I love when you said that. I am a believer, a firm believer in having my right. son and my daughter work together. And if they have a disagreement, I let them work it out. I'll right. I, it's so important. I'm listening. I'm acting like I'm not listening. I'm like, uh, they they got it. If they can't overcome this, then uh, uh-uh. they can do it. They can do it. Right. So they end up working out their own their own problem. And in essence, that's what you want. You want them right. to learn how to work it out. <laughs> it's so true. You know, it's like it's almost like people. People don't think that it's necessary to have disagreements. It's like, no, that's what life's about. You will have disagreements with people you love and care about. It's the fact that how do you go about how do you go about creating solutions for these disagreements? Um, and a lot of people, you know, you see it. There's a whole cancel culture. We oh, oh forget it. I ain't gonna talk to you no more. But it's like, well, we need to start teaching our children that early because it's because we lack communication skills. Is why most adults behave in this way. But it's important to teach children this. And I feel like homeschooling really allows for you to be involved in that um, that way. Because when they're not around you, you really don't have the space so to say, how, how are you communicating? Mm-hmm. I love another point you said. We are so much alike in our teaching style because <laughs> I'm an eclectic homeschooler too. I can do traditional. Yeah. I can do unschool. I'll do unit studies. Um, because your child changes just like the weather. <laughs> What worked last year may not work this year. And what you absolutely love to teach and how you like to teach it may not be conducive for the following year. You can't go. You have to let it go and move on. I love how you talk about stations. I love stations, math stations with math games. I used to have a session in my house, math, art, science, history, but not traditional. I had regular books, but I also had games, DVDs, games. oh, puzzles, games everything. Is so Especially because yeah. like, my two older are boys. And you know, like when it comes to boys, sometimes the whole, like my four-year-old, she'll sit there and write in a book for an hour. That's just because That's she daughter. enjoys doing it. But my, boy, yeah, but my boys, they were like, look, I need a game. So I had to have games and stations where, and even now, you know, my older one, he's more willing to do stuff because he's like, oh, I'm old enough. I'll just do it. But he's like, look, if I can get a game, I'll do the game. I'll do the, I'll do the game and I'll do this and that because, well, we're looking at the child and saying, well, what are your strengths? What do you actually enjoy? And I, that's the thing. We want to make learning enjoyable. The whole purpose yes. is not to be miserable while they're learning. It's for the thing, well, what do you like? What 
what ways can I facilitate your learning so that you are you're actually taking it and absorbing it, not allowing it to ricochet off of you and go into space. And I'm sitting here looking at you like well, we talked about this last week. It's like yeah, I don't remember, and I don't remember because I don't care. I don't care because I don't enjoy this, and you know, exactly. and, um, you know, and that's I think that's the difficulty sometimes in homeschooling because you kind of have to take off the mommy hat sometimes. The parent, well, you gonna do what I said. And you have to put on the, the teacher hat was like, hmm, is it that you're not doing what I said or is that you just don't really know how to, 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 to implement what I said to do? Um, and I think it also helps you become a better parent because sometimes even in, when, you know, when you're in a parent mode, you're like, I asked you to do that. Did you? You just didn't hear me. Okay, come back. Let me repeat that to you. But, you know, it, it teaches you to have more patience. Um, and... You know, and it gives you a lot more respect for people. Like my my original background is in education and in the school system, and my so being, yeah, so you know, it taught me, you know, or very early. And then I was raised for twenty six years of my life. I was raised in daycare. My mother had children my entire life. I was raised always around education, mm-hmm. so it gave me an understanding of oh, there's a level of patience you have to have with children. And sometimes it's so much easier to have patience with other people's children than your own. Because again, those expectations you have for your children, you're like, look, you came for me. You exactly. came for me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, it does. It gives you a level of patience and allows for you to um to seriously check in on yourself. Like, why am I so mad right now at you? You know, you know, I'm really, I'm really upset. Let me take a break. And, you know, also learning how to take those breaks because it teaches them to take a break too. Like, you know, Ma, I just need a break. And, and honoring those breaks because sometimes stepping away gives us better clarity and allows us to come back together and work stronger together because that's the purpose. Like we're not working against them and they're not working against us. We're working in collaboration with these kids because we want them to be greatness. You know, exactly. we want them to go on and do amazing things. Um, and I'm honestly, I don't think any homeschooler decided to sacrifice their whole life to homeschool kids for them to not do great things. I just don't think that's what was going I know. So, <laughs> I love the part. We're going to double back a little bit because you also offer a fresh perspective on the fact that there are a lot of new moms, a lot of new moms, and they never thought about homeschooling, but due to the pandemic, COVID-19, they have to, they look forward to sending their uh, middle and older children to school so they have that time so that they focus on their newborn. But you gave them practical suggestions on how you can actually have a newborn you can have a toddler and an older child and you still successfully homeschool your children but the point that you said that resonate with me the most because i had to learn how to do this and i'm still working on to this day we have to nourish our bodies and take the time to replenish ourselves whether it's mentally physically emotionally because right. it takes a lot to homeschool. So let's elaborate on that. Help help our, our new mom. <laughs> yes. So, you know, that's the one thing I do. So what I'm, the postpartum Thrive and Flow is actually um, a, a curriculum, a course that I'm creating. It's going to be dropping December 1st. And it, in, in that course, um, I think that's the one thing that's different from other postpartum courses that people may see is that I talk about um, all things early childhood education. Um, and I talk about that because of being a homeschooler and also knowing that those skills and having them in your postpartum period, even if you're not a homeschooler, really will help 
if a mother has a toddler or a four or five or even six or seven year old. Um, and it also will allow for her to be able to teach an older child. Let's say you got a 10 or 12 year old. If you're able to know these skills, you're able to teach it to your 10 or 12 year old who can take the child to the side and say, oh, I'll help, I'll help because they don't mind helping. But um, they don't know how to help if you don't guide them and train them on how to help with the smaller children. And so sometimes it becomes more chaotic than it needs to be. Um, but for many of our postpartum mothers, it's so important for us to not only, and like I said, when I talk about postpartum, people always like, well, that's like after the baby. Yeah, but this all starts before you have your child. You need to be preparing before this child comes because we already know, like, if you already know you got two older kids and you're pregnant right now, you know that you're going to be homeschooling these kids because of the pandemic. You need to prepare your little um, fine motor skill Ziploc bags. Like I said, it's a Ziploc bag. It's an activity. You can easily go on Pinterest, say fine motor skills, and you can print off the little activity and whatever needs that they need to be in that Ziploc bag. The one thing I love to do, like I have puzzles. I used to go to the, when we go to the library, they have like snack sacks. And in the snack sacks, they'll have like a book and a folders. And so I have these the heavy duty jumbo Ziplocs and I have a puzzle in there. I have two different books that go with that puzzle. So let's the, the puzzle's about getting dressed. So I have two books about how um, how a little boy, a little girl have learned how to dress themselves. Um, I also have like a little um, construction paper, whatever, so they can cut out a dress or a shirt or, you know, cut out little paper um, outfits so they can put it on a paper doll or things like that. Activities that you can set up ahead of time and literally having a bad basket next to your bed. And like, like, look, get on this bed here, <laughs> do this. Okay, because the truth is, yeah. like, well, I want to do something. I'm bored. You know, children, especially at three and two. And then, you know, the idea that, oh, well, you're holding a baby now. So, now I don't have to get a baby. so I always tell mothers, if your child feels the need to want to be involved with this baby, then give them a lot of the tools. All of the jobs that you need to get done. Can you pass me a diaper? Can you pass me a this? Well, and then it's teaching about um, caring for someone else. So see it as that lesson, like, oh, I'm teaching them how to care for others. So mm -hmm. it's the same thing. Can you give mommy, can you give mommy her cup? Like I said, putting things, even if it's, it's so funny because it's stuff like putting your cup, it may not be a glass mug, but putting your cup on a lower shelf where when you pass by, you don't pick it up. You go sit down. Can you pass that to mommy? That makes them feel as, oh, I'm such a help. It's also, like I said, it's exciting because it's a bit of a Montessori approach. A Montessori mm -hmm. approach where you put things on lower levels that they are able to access themselves, but it allows for them to feel confident. And it gives, because a lot of people look, well, if you put things on a lower shelf and a small child is going to know, oftentimes if you put it on a, a, a lower shelf and it's not out of reach, they don't feel like they have to go for it. Because they're like, oh, she mm -hmm. left it out for me. I don't even want it. It's when you put things and, in places uh, like, oh, I'm going to get that. <laughs> so putting it in a place where they can see it, it's like, oh, that's normal. That's where it's supposed to be. And mommy lets me have free access to it. So I feel like a big boy or a big girl, and I'm helping. Someone you know? said, wait, hey, I'm late. My baby's is 3, 5, 11, <laughs> and 16. Well, girl, you in the right place, sis. You're in the right place <laughs> because uh, Valen is talking about how she actually homeschools her children, and she has a variety of ages. So we have another comment. Yes, that is so true. That's what I did yes. with my baby. You know, and a lot, like I say, it's a lot of new moms, especially with talents, that they don't really, that no one's told them these things. And it's kind of, you, when you just have a baby, you ain't, you're trying to navigate getting better, healing from whatever version of how you gave birth to this baby. <laughs> whatever version, because whatever version it is, you're trying to 
heal from it. And you mm-hmm. kind of get back to what you thought life looked like. And you realize that at some point, life will never get back to how it looks, but it can be even better. But what's necessary is proper planning. And then also understand that even when we have plans, we have to learn to be flexible. Flexibility yes. is essential, especially if you have multiple children, especially if you have multiple businesses, especially if you may be in graduate school. I started January. Like, it's one of those things. A new marriage or marry, you, you yeah, just right. all in it. You have to mm-hmm. learn to pace yourself. And I say it constantly is give yourself grace. And grace looks like, and I like to preface it because a lot of people say, okay, I'll give myself grace, but they don't know what it looks like. It looks like when you make a mistake, you're like, what made a mistake? Okay, I'm going to try again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. When you blow up and you get mad at your kid, you say, you know what? Mommy apologizes for talking to you like that. I didn't know. I, 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 was, I wasn't aware of myself and I was really frustrated. I'm sorry. Can I have a second chance? Literally. Exactly. Allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough to say, you know what? I don't know everything, but I'm trying. And being okay with it, letting it go. Like, yes, it was it happened yesterday, but I let it go. Why? Because when we start to hold all those things, it does interfere with how we interact with our family, how we interact with ourselves, and how we, we, we teach our children. You can't teach your children from a place of purity and, and, and peace when you're in chaos and you're frustrated and you're upset at yourself for the last three, day, three days of what you didn't do right. And what you did do right. At the end of the day, I tell myself all the time, three things I did right. Or three things I feel like I really showed up in. I'm like, well, I did this, I did this, and I did this. So you know what? I'm good. And I tell my children to tell me to say, I'm like, what are three things you feel real proud of today? You know? And even if they made mistakes, even if they got in trouble a few times, it's really important for them to know that at the end of the day, I'm not holding any of that against you because tomorrow's a new one. We're going to try again. And I just want to remember before you go to bed, I, I want to talk about the three things you did great because look, I'm going to talk about three things I did great. <laughs> so, so that, and you know, and that's really important. And I want um, my mamas, especially the ones with small children to look at it that way. Like, yes, it's diapering and feeding and caring and being up for all types of hours at night. Um, you know, and then having to take care of the kids, possibly having to cook and clean. And that's the last thing I want to put out. Delegate. 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 You have to learn to delegate. If you have somebody who's like, look, girl, I'm going to cook you some meals. Oh, no, I'm good. No, you're not. You're not good. You're not good. You need that meal. <laughs> Say, yes, ma'am. Yes, bring it over. You know, we're in yes. cold season. Put it on the dino. Yes. Yes, I need that. Why? Because. You, you don't have to be everything. And when you start to realize that the more you allow for people to show up for you, you realize how you can rest in your peace and you can be more productive and more powerful in your approach to life because you're not taking on all the things that deplete you, especially after you have a baby. You don't want that. And so I'm encouraging mamas like that. This is the work that I do. Postpartum work, lactation is my joy because I realized it's an area where so much is, is forgotten or overlooked. Um, it's almost like you had the baby, and once you have it, you're like, oh, you good. Um, people only focus on you when you're pregnant, and your belly's round. And, and it's not <laughs> fun because then you feel all alone. And I need people yeah. to understand that you don't have to feel alone. Allow people to pour into you. Allow for you to get that. Because the same way you're giving it, you need it to come back to you. And it comes back to you because you're worthy of it. Knowing that you're worthy of it. 
and that you deserve it is very important. Well, Valen, thank you so much. You are breath of fresh air in regards to the young, because we talk about our elementary age and above, but what about our little toddlers? What about our newborns? Because the matter of the issue is, is that there are more and more families that have small newborns and toddlers, and they're saying to themselves, they want to homeschool. However, they're like, I can't do that. And I have a toddler or a newborn baby, a baby right. here, uh, one at my leg, and, and I, can't, I just can't. And so the fact of the matter right. is that it's a lot of us that are doing it, but you have to adjust your mindset when it comes to it. It's not going to look the same way. It's not going to look nope. the same way. Like she said, she did some stuff with her um, toddler on um the bed and make sure she had the little baggies made make sure that she had a little backpack when they could go to the lot when we could go to the library like that had a little things packed (laughs) she she prepare prepare and focus on your purpose she said that i love that it was so many great things i'm learning so much from all of you and i've been homeschooling since forever but i'm learning some new things as well so i appreciate all of you um felicia three things we did great today yes that's awesome gonna have to incorporate that because in essence we every day we do something great we do something amazing but we only focus on the negative what i didn't check out right and i feel like when we cultivate that like when you when your mindset is only focused on how good and how great you are, and even your children, you start to see the bad behavior stop, the poor, yeah. poor responses stop, because they, it's like mommy only sees me for who I, I am, the good in me. She doesn't focus on the bad in me. And also wanting my children to see the good in me, exactly. because I make mistakes. And, you know, it's multiple to them. They don't have to worry about it being multiple. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to make mistakes. But I need you to give me grace. But in order for you to be able to show me that, I have to be a, a mirror. And I have exactly. to show that. So yep. tell everyone how they can get in contact with you. Also tell them how they can get your new book that you that is out, that's right behind you, beautifully displayed. Let them know how they can connect with you because you mentioned your classes and everything. That, just tell them everything that you have going on right now. Yes, so you can get in contact with me at valenbangley.com. Um, on there, you'll be able to purchase my book, She As She Flows. Um, this book is an adventure. It's, it's all about the adventure of womanhood. Um, the ebbs and flows of our lives, the different seasons that we go into. And the one thing I love about it is that it's for every woman, but any woman in her season can realize how she can show up more authentically for herself and powerfully so that she can show up in her relationship with her partner, her spouse, her children, that she can able to be who she truly is. Um, the, um, when it comes to lactation, you can find me on my, my website. You can book lactation counselors on town. Um, consultations. You can also find me on valentbigley.com when it comes to homeschooling and homeschooling planning. So if you're a young mother and you're a mother with small children and you need some plans and ideas, or even for me just to create a done-for-you routine so that you can implement this into your children's lives, I can do that for you as well. Um, And lastly, anything in regards to um, mindset. So I said the postpartum thriving flow. If you want to go into that, um, th- that lesson, I mean, that curriculum is for anyone who's pregnant, anyone who just had a baby. Um, pretty much it goes through all the details of nutrition down to herbs. I am also an herbalist. So we talk about the herbs in postpartum. We'll talk about how they can be implemented for your quicker recovery. Um, we talk about schooling for small children and education because it incorporates homeschooling. 
all the things that you would need so that you could feel confident and secure in um, having a really wonderful, peaceful home um, postpartum period, but also being able to nurture the children that you have and the ones that you're giving birth to. Well, thank you, Val. And we have a comment. She said, I just started homeschooling. I am so lost. This is what I wanted to do for a while. But this pandemic gave me the push I needed. See, this is why we put yeah. this homeschooling with excellence on, because we realize that so many of you are lost. And we want to let you know that you don't have to be lost. There are many of us that was homeschooling like myself and Valen and all of our other panelists that have been doing this way before the pandemic was even a thought. And we want to share with you and also you can connect with any one of us if we resonate with you on helping you de-stress your homeschool and help you gain your confidence in this right. journey. Many of us, when you first start homeschooling, you don't have confidence in yourself and you don't have your conf confidence in your ability to be able to teach your child effectively. But in right. essence, you've been doing that since they've been in your stomach. L women, we've been we we're teaching right. them. So it's, it's just an extension of what we was already doing, but we don't look at it that way. We're our right. children first teachers. Absolutely. We, we are. Yep. And so you can definitely do it. So Valen, thank you for coming <laughs> on. Happy. Hang out for a little while in the weight room. Hang out. And then I'll bring you back at the end towards okay. the um the, the little mini round table to wrap up our amazing event. Thank you so much for pouring into our mothers yeah. with our little boo-boos, our little babies, our toddlers, and our older children showing how you can merge the worlds together and de-stress and also helping them with postpartum mindset development. And the list goes on with your amazing classes and your book. Now, I heard you mention your book. However, where can they go find it? Is it Amazon, Barnes & Noble? Where can they find it? Or do they have to get it directly from you? You can actually go directly on my website and click on the link right on the website and you can find it right there. Okay, all her information is in the description of this video and all the locations in which we are going live and streaming. And it will also be on um, the podcast, Homeschooling and Oils, with her information. So click her link and go ahead and get the book because you need that in your life. <laughs> that's your that's your coach in a book. If you can't get yeah. her coaching, you can at least get her book to get you going until you're able to get your little coins together to get her for your coaching. Okay. It's got, it's got journaling in it too. So it has a reflection area and an area to journal so that you can write all the stuff you need right in it. Yes. Thank you so much, Valen. And right now we're gonna go and take a small break, hang out hang out and we'll bring you back a little bit later you can go get you something to eat child check yourself out watch from the back and we'll bring you back in thank you so much valen thank and you thank you thank you thank you someone said oh one comment for you Lee. she said yes <laughs> i love it <laughs> all right see you later Okay, you guys. So as you can see, like I said, I worked very hard to bring you the best of the best in the homeschooling community in regards to having diversity within our homeschool experience. All of us are homeschooling, but we do it differently, but we have the same ultimate goal of achieving what we desire, our purpose for what we desire, our vision to be for our perfect, not perfect, but our individual homeschools. However, what this 
what this is all about is developing a way or letting you be able to hear and see individuals who are doing it, who have been doing it before the pandemic and who are able to give you assistance like myself and any other panelists that is on this panel of amazing speakers. We have courses, we have boot camps, we have books, we have um, consultations, coaching, the list goes on and on. So if you are frustrated, if you are struggling, if you feel like you're lost, then you need to connect with any one of us so that we can get you back on course because you can and you will be excellent on this homeschooling journey. But you do have to delegate and sometimes you have to call in help. And that's why we're doing what we are doing. But right now we're going to take a a commercial break and we'll be back and have our last panelist which is amazing i'm so excited about her coming on and i will be back in a moment so stay tuned and watch this amazing video i was miserable in my life I didn't like waking up. I ain't have no purpose. I ain't know what I was supposed to be doing. On October 8th, 1985, I walked in a comedy club for the first time, signed up for the following week. The following week, a girl took me down there. She said, you've got to go to comedy club. You're the funniest person I've ever met. I never even heard of comedy clubs. I'm 27. I walked in a comedy club. I signed up for the following week. I'm going to sit here and learn. I knew I was funny. I just didn't know what to do with it. They had 10 acts go up. Nine of them went up. I didn't laugh at one joke. I was just sitting there just, man, I wish that was me. Man, they should have said this. Every joke they told, I knew the punchline before they said it, and I wrote a better punchline in my mind what they should have said. It got to guy number 10. They called his name. He wasn't there. They said, well, he's not here. We're going to go to next week's list. Steve Harvey, where are you? Long story short, I won amateur night that night. I won $50. It was a 45-minute drive to my house with this girl named Gladys. I cried 45 minutes. She said, what you crying for? It ain't but $50. I said, no, no, you don't even understand. I, I was born tonight. I now know what I'm supposed to do. I went to work the next day, October 9th, and quit my job. With $50, I had nothing. I just never gave up. I'm going to tell you something. That decision cost me everything I had. I, I lost everything. I lost my family. I lost friends. I lost everything. I became homeless. I lived in a car for three years. But I just saw this, I saw this, I saw this vision. I just pursued it. I said, wow, that's it. You have to take chances in life. Life is about risk. If you play it safe in life, you ain't going to have much of a life. If you play it safe, you won't have much of a life. Life is risk. It takes it take courage to pursue your dream. Now, it's going to cost you something. Most people are not willing to pay what it costs to go after your dream because you're going to have to hurt a little bit. And most people don't like being uncomfortable. If you don't want to be uncomfortable, please do not pursue success because success is a very uncomfortable feeling.
And I just learned to be, I learned to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Life is hard. See, for every time you have a plan, a dream, an aspiration, or a goal, do you know what happens every time you have one of those? This thing comes along called life. It happens to everybody. Life has disappointment. It's got peaks and valleys. You're going to lose somebody you care about one day. That's a valley. Somebody going to close the plant you thought was going to stay open so you could retire. That's a valley. Somebody going to fire you for an unjust cause. That's a valley. The people that got your credit card going to sell their company, going to sell their business to another credit card company. Your 18% go up to 26%. You don't even know why now your minimum didn't change. Because you had because it's life. You can stop thinking that life fitting to be easy because I got news for you, it ain't. That's a false hope to think you're going to have a, a, a wonderfully carefree life. That's unthinkable. We all live in this bubble. What you got to do, you got to put more air in your bubble. You got to blow your bubble up. Expand yourself. Take yourself out your comfort zone. Do not live in your bubble. Put some more air in your bubble. If you stay in your comfort zone, that's where you will fail. You will fail in your comfort zone. Success is not a comfortable procedure. It is a very uncomfortable thing to attempt. So you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable if you ever want to be successful. Start putting some pressure on. Put some pressure on yourself. Get out here and get about it. Look, I love to sugarcoat this thing for you. I love to tell you, look, you can go out here and get rich, do a couple of things, dang, dang, happen. You got to get real doggish. You got to get downright funky if you want to make it. Now, like I was telling you before, if you want to be ordinary, you ain't even got to listen to me. Just go on about your business. If you think ordinary is cool, ain't no problem. It's some really, really wonderful ordinary people. But if you are sitting in this room and you have extraordinary aspirations, then you're going to have to do extra. You put extra on top of ordinary and you come up with extraordinary. It's no other way. I'm sorry. But here's the fact. All of you have extraordinary capabilities. All of you. You have to decide if you are willing to do the things to put you in that category. Well, I want to play that for you because life is not easy. Challenges going to come no matter how great, good of life you try to live. You cannot overcome what well, you can overcome, but you cannot um, cheat out adversity and challenges and struggles. It's just something that's going to happen. But the key to whatever you're going through is how you decide to overcome calm that situation. We all have that that inside of us that we can determine whether I'm going to go forward, whether I'm going to stay still, or whether I'm going to go backwards. It's ultimately up to you. So if you have the desire to homeschool, if you have the desire to start that business, if you have the desire to have a good relationship with others, if you have a desire to get that new job, if you have a desire to do have that optimum health, 
Whatever it is that you desire to do, you can do it. You can have it, but it's going to take work. This homeschooling with excellence event is all about connecting you with the right individuals like myself and my amazing panelists that can help you get the job done, whether it's homeschooling, whether it's business, whether it's motivation, whether it's correcting your mindset, whether it's your health and wellness, we have you covered. And letting you know that yes, it's not always peaches and cream, but it's an amazing ride and it's a blessing and it's a journey every single day is something different different. Every single day is something amazing. And it's all about how you decide to put your foot forward with your mindset development. We have a comment coming in and um, she said, thank you so much for putting this event together. Our community needs this. And also giving me the snaps. <laughs> yes, you are most welcome. So without further ado, I want to bring on an, um, our last Homeschooling with Excellence Roundtable um, panelist speaker. She is an amazing woman. We, when I speak up or in the other previous uh, video, when I talked about the importance, or maybe I didn't, I'm going to talk about it now. This is the importance of having you a homeschooling buddy, having someone that you can actually talk to when you're having those moments. So without further ado, I want to bring on this amazing homeschooling mom. She is, um, she works, she balances it all. She actually uh, homeschools on a budget so she can teach you some little Things that kept keep you in the know and help your children learn all while saving a little mucho dinero. And she's going to share with you her personal journey. She's a YouTuber. I encourage you to go ahead and follow her. Her name is Monument Mom on YouTube. And without further ado, let me bring on one of my homeschool buddies. Yes, the amazing Barbara, which is AKA Monument Mom. How are you? Hi. Hi, Tina, and it's so good to be here. I am uh, excited for this opportunity, and I am hopeful that people stayed on for the bit of- We have people on. To share. <laughs> good, good, good. As you mentioned already, you said so many things about me. My name is Barbara, but on the social media platforms, I'm known as Monument Mom, and my journey is very interesting. So I have one kiddo, and so- I'm probably a unicorn out there in the homeschool world because most families have multiple kids. Um, I also work full time, which also makes me a unicorn um, because most people, when I came into this homeschool world, most people, the mom stayed home, maybe worked a few hours, but her primary responsibility was to manage the home and to educate children. And so here I come you know, living in a city, uh, running through the airport, trying to go to a business meeting and figure out what my son is going to learn. And so for us, homeschooling looked very, very different. And so I bring that up because I know there are some people or many people that have had to transition to homeschooling now. And so even in the transition, I've heard some people say, well, you know, it's not so bad. I may decide to pivot to this even after the pandemic is over. I hear you with that because the good thing is you do have options. Um, but I wouldn't say to parents who are still struggling, don't give up. I think all of the panelists in some way have said, don't give up. That this is just the beginning. 
education and learning happens over a lifetime. And I think that is something we often forget that this is a lifetime journey. And so I like to tell my family, especially in the beginning when they were like, you're going to do what? You're going to homeschool? Yes, I'm going to homeschool. And what I often have said is it's not my responsibility to teach my child every single thing he will have to know in life. It is my responsibility to put the framework and the foundation into place and then give him the tools so when he doesn't know something and I don't know something, he knows how to go and research or to gain further knowledge. And I think that's really important because if you have um, kiddos like my child, you will know that they always have a device. And so I said, you know, this device, the smartphone or the computer, tablet, whatever it is they have, it's putting so much knowledge and information. Some of it is bad, but there's a lot that's really right in their hands. When we were in school, we had tons of encyclopedias. I mean, I remember uh, World Book Encyclopedia, right? So we had World Book and Childcraft, there were all these volumes and then they were outdated and a man would come around and sell you another set. Well, our kids, our kiddos have this. And so there's so much that if you don't even know, they don't know, they can type it in and in a few seconds, the answer is there for them. It's either in a Word document, in an infographic, in a video, it's available 24 seven. And so with that, I say, don't give up. If you're discouraged, know that this is a journey and that this is just the beginning. Look, I learn as well with my son when I'm teaching him. And I think that is why when I reflect on this, that is why I have enjoyed it so much. People have often said, I don't know how you could do that. I can never do that. I, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know all the topics. I don't, I think if you have the desire in your heart, God will provide a way for you to do it. If you have the desire, and I say that again, if you have the desire in your heart. So I'm not saying if you have doubt, let's erase doubt. And so I want to bring up a passage, um, you know, if you bear with me for a second. You know, Tina talked about um, that I will be sharing with you some ways that you can learn and experience the um, learning opportunity at home on a budget. But I, I first want to start off with this because I think this is so important given the time and space that we're in right now. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And so I think that's important because a lot of times we stress over the budget or the time that we have to put into this learning process. So let's talk about the budget. Again, the word is telling you, make your petitions known. So I would say if you're struggling with managing the tools and resources that you believe you need to educate your kiddos, have you prayed about it? Have you honestly just prayed and asked for what you need? Have you written it out? So is it all stuck in here? Did you put it down on paper? So you know, I keep paper around all the time. Did you put it on paper? Do you know exactly what you need? Or has the anxiety and stress kept you so filled with clouded thoughts that you know you need something, but you're not quite sure what you need and you're not quite sure how to ask for it? 
So I would say first, ask for what you need. Pray about it. Write it down. And then once you do that, then you leave it there and leave the stress behind you. Ask your friends. There are many friends that have extra supplies that they're not using. I mean, how many people have board games? So I think um, Valen mentioned game schooling. We are big game schoolers. We are. And that is where you take skills and knowledge that you would normally use a book for. You apply it in a game environment. So whether that's Battleship, Risk, Settlers of Catan. I'm trying to think of the games that we play um, often in this in this house, Scrabble, Bananagrams, whatever it is, someone in your community probably has one of those games collecting dust. And so while that game may cost $25, if you purchased it new, you could probably get it for free, but you don't have it because you have not asked. And so what does the ask look like? It could be simply just putting something out on Facebook Marketplace, It could be through your Facebook group. It could be through your community of faith um, or just your immediate family and friends. You know, hey, we're starting to homeschool. We would like to have some games. Do you have any games you're no longer playing? Just as simple as that. Hey, we're homeschooling. Do you have art supplies that you're not using? Do you have books that you're not using? So I think get beyond everything has to look perfect. Everything has to be new. Everything has to be shiny. It does not in order for you to have a great learning experience. Um, So a couple of things I wrote down that you probably have around your house and you could use them for your learning experience and they don't cost a lot because they're already there. So I wrote it down. I'm going to look over here for a second just so I don't forget it. So if you have a dictionary, I'm talking about basic Basic items in your home that you can use for a variety of topics in your home. A dictionary you can use for language arts. Bible you can use for ancient history. Measurement tools. So that would be a measuring tape, measuring cup, rulers. All of that you can use for math. Calculator. You can use it, of course, for math. Maps and globes. So if you hear something on the news, if you're studying something, does your child know where that country or state and capital is located? So it's a good idea if you have globes. And I would say if you have old globes and new, it's good to compare the maps um, because countries have changed. Um, Some maps are still showing, you know, Africa at the wrong size. So it's important that you make sure you get um, maps that are correct. But it's also good to have some of the ancient or old maps and globes as well. So if you have maps and globes, newspapers and magazines, you could study something just by reading a story, depending on the topic. For us, history a lot of times unfolds by reading a biography not by reading a history textbook. For most students, textbooks are dry and boring. And so we have used biographies to study history, not only about the person, but the time in which they lived in, if there were other people they interacted with, um, if there were other countries that the person traveled to, what it was like in that country compared to the country they started in. So I think there's a lot that could be learned by just reading one 
biography um, as it relates to history. You can also pull that apart. I know Valen talked about unit study. So you can pull that book apart, right? If there are words in there that your child doesn't know, then those words become your vocabulary words. You get your dictionary, then you look up those words and you know what those words mean. Sometimes you, you know what they are because you put them in context of what you're reading, but it's probably good to also just pull them out and look them up and find out what those um, words actually mean. And so I, one thing I want to note here, a lot of students, I think um, when we talk about some soft skills or some skills that are no longer taught, a lot of students don't know how to look up items in a dictionary because they use a phone for everything. But I think it's important to take them back to some basics. So how do you look up words in a dictionary? Um, what do the keys in a dictionary mean? Uh, how do you find books in the Bible? Again, a lot of times, a lot of us are using Bible apps to look up um, books or references. But how do you look them up in an actual Bible or a concordance? How do you look up definitions in biblical terms in a concordance? So I think those are important. I talked about the importance of games and having them and using them in your homeschool day that they don't have to be expensive. So there's checkers and chess that are all about strategy. There are puzzles, dominoes and dice. There are a lot of games that you can play with dice and out on Pinterest and many other platforms, there are plenty of um, dice games that you can review. I'm looking to see on my notes here. So in terms of other things that you can do that are um, within a budget and out of the box, you can go to your museum. So a lot of people overlook the museum, especially if you live in a city, you've probably gone to the museum a million times or you went a long time ago and you haven't visited recently. If you can get in, I know that there are a lot of restrictions, but if you can get in, I would say Spend a little bit, time, little bit of time and just go to one gallery. I think we try to rush through museums and try to see a whole floor, two or three floors. That's not really fun for the kids, and it probably is not actually fun for you as the parent as well. So I would say um, if your museum has a free day, go on a free day or um, see if you can get a discount through your Groupon. In my city, the museums are mostly free. And so take advantage of those museums. That is where history and science and a lot can really come off the pages of a textbook. Again, leave the textbook at home. Textbooks are fine. So I don't want to seem like I'm downing textbooks. But especially in this time when most of our kiddos are locked in for a long period of time, we really want to make learning 3D as much as we possibly can. So um, go to your museum and maybe just go to one gallery. Take a deep dive in that gallery. If it's costumes, or, you know, recently we have been studying the Cold War. And then we went to a museum and we saw an exhibit on the Cold War. The great thing about that is my son, who's in high school, got to talk with someone who was actually stationed in Europe during the time of the Cold War because they actually worked in the museum. So that was very interesting to him. And I should say that he actually wanted to start the study on the Cold War. So one other thing I probably should mention is 
one way to save money and really reduce the cost of your budget is to teach to those subjects beyond like math, because you, you want to be strong in math, but like history and science and some of the other topics teach to your child's interests or prepare for your child's interests. So when my child, we usually would sit down once a month and I'll ask him, what are the things you want to study this month? And so one, it was like the history of video games. Another was, you know, the Cold War. Recently, he said, I want to study about the westward expansion. So once I have an idea of what he's interested in, then we start pulling together all these resources. And and as it relates to the Cold War, I looked around my house to see what stories I had, books I had, pictures, art, anything that would relate to the Cold War. And then we took a field trip. Um, And that was a wonderful experience. And actually, that museum was free. Um, If you live in the D.C. area, I would say that museum was fantastic. It's called um, Museum of the Army. It's in Virginia, but it is fantastic. It's a free museum. It opened recently, and it just had so many um, historical aspects, and so one of them was the Cold War. So I digress there, but I just wanted to bring that up. So um, I think being out of the box and eclectic has allowed us to really manage this homeschool journey in a very economical way because I'm not tied to a set curriculum, a set of books. Um, Learning can look like um, two or three videos on Amazon Prime that we take a deep dive and discuss afterwards along with writing a two or three page essay. So I think it's very important that when you know your child and know yourself, know your own strengths, that it really can save you a lot of money. And I can't stress that enough. One of the other ways that you can homeschool, I'm just thinking of so many ways, I wrote down some and more coming to me, is just living life. So Tina mentioned that I work full time and I do. If many of you are still working full time, involve your child in your work. When we could go out and about, I would sometimes take my son to work with me so that he could see what it was like in that environment to help me with projects. If I had business travel, sometimes I would take him with me so that he could see from start to finish how you set up an event, how you break it down, how you talk with vendors. Um, Sometimes I've had to do media interviews. I've taken him to the studio so he could see behind the scenes how um, a segment is put into production. I think all of that is very important. And so that is something that you can't get in a book. You just can't. And I think a lot of times we rely a lot on books. We get caught up in a fancy curriculum. And I'm not saying that there isn't a time and a place for that. But I think we need to acknowledge where our kiddos are right now. And several of the panelists before me have mentioned the importance of knowing when you need a break. I can't stress that enough. And I bring that up again because um, I'm the last presenter. And sometimes we forget some of the points before. But I think that is so important. Don't forget the importance of taking mental breaks for you and for your child or your children. Uh, My son is very quick to come and tell me if he needs a break. Uh, He he can't do school that day and I'm fine. I understand that because when I work every day, 
or as I work every day. Sometimes I need a mental health day. And so it's unfair for us to think that children, no matter how old they are, don't also need that same grace extended to them. And so that is something that we do. I think, um, you know, much of my philosophy on how I homeschool was all a part of or as a result of the way I was raised and the way um, education was given to me. And so I think the path that you're on, whatever that path is, rest in knowing that the life you've lived before this time prepared you for where you are right now. And again, I say rest in knowing that the life you live before this time has prepared you for the life that you have right now and the education that you need to prepare and provide for your children. It's so important. And so even if you're watching this and you don't have children in your home right now, maybe it's your neighbor that has a child and you can impart some of this information to them. Maybe you have grandchildren Maybe you have a niece or a nephew or a cousin. I say that because a lot of times, if someone doesn't have a child, they self-select out of the information. And I'm going to ask you to continue to stay engaged in this conversation and to share the information and the resources that the uh, other panelists, as well as I, have provided for you today. I'm losing my voice. I'm sorry. I think it's because of the allergy season. Um, but as I close, one thing I do want to say is I'm a strong believer in knowing your place in your child's life and knowing that we've had this COVID for a reason. I don't think you should ever fret over where you are right now. Take this time to really love on your kids and love on your family. For many of us, we were going in different directions. This is the time for us to come together. This is the time for us to get to know one another again. This is time for us to love on our kids unconditionally. And for those who were sending their kids to school in places that were unhealthy, where they were bullied, where they felt less than, you have now the opportunity to build them up, to strengthen them where they were maybe torn down, to um, improve in areas academically where maybe they were weak they can do that in the comfort of the home and not feel chastised at all. Remember that it is our job to provide our, our children, I wanted to say students, provide our children with a buffet. I like to say it's a buffet learning experience and allow them to choose what's best for them. It's not up for you to pour a bunch of facts into them and expect them to regurgitate everything. It's up to you to really grow, help them grow and foster so that they can be the person that they are meant to be. And Tina, with that, I will just turn it back over to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate everything you shared, especially giving us some illustrations because some of us, we learn with illustrations not just talking and I'm one of those individuals. I need some illustrations, some things I want to see. And so I appreciate diving deep into the journey itself and not giving up because this is a time where 
we live in a very precarious time. I, I mean, a time of uncertainty, a time of doubt, a time of fear. And being that we're living in this time, it can transition on over into the homeschooling experience. And if you don't watch yourself, you'll find yourself and your children in deep depression. And so that's another reason why um, I knew that this event was so important because the fact that the matter is not only are uh, individuals who are homeschooling because of COVID having stress and struggles and challenges, ones who have already been homeschooling, they're experiencing different challenges as well because now maybe that mate is home or the children are home. And so it changed the dynamic of what they were used to. And so we all, I could say in this time of history, we're all in the same boat together because no one anticipate this to happen. Um, but I also like how you've been positive and how you gave us advice about <clears throat> asking for help. And the three things, ask, pray, write down. Because we sometimes pray about things, we ask, but we don't write it down. And one thing I have learned, <clears throat> writing it down, make it plain, it happens. It's something about pen to paper, pencil to paper that makes things happen. Um, and how pulling in your, your, your tribe, so to speak, asking, I don't know how many people have games in their closet, in their family room, and they play it once or twice and you can sit there and you can use it, but because you don't want to ask with that pride, it just sits there, <laughs> you know? Well, I definitely, I definitely am not ashamed to ask and um, it has benefited me and, and my family in many ways. And so, yeah, definitely, especially as we get towards the end of the year, people start cleaning out their homes and they want to take stuff to goodwill. Maybe you can catch them before um, that even happens. So, yes, I would say ask, pray, and write it down. Yes, definitely. yes, I love it. That needs to be a T-shirt. <laughs> ask, pray, and write it down. All right. And I also like how um, you brought out the point about how homeschooling, you can de-stress the situation in regards to budget because many of us be thinking about the technicality of teaching our children, but we're not mm -hmm. thinking about, okay, this is another expense because all states don't provide stipends. Sometimes you have to come out of pocket mm -hmm. and that is another stress. So when you're thinking about homeschooling, do you have a budget for it? Can you create one? What do you already have in your home right now that Barbara basically walked you through Monument Mom? She taught you about dictionaries. That's your language arts. If you have a Bible, that's your ancient history. You can have tape, rulers, calculators. That's your math, map and globes. That's geography. And that can even double into history, too, and art. And who don't have sale papers coming to their home, newspapers, mm -hmm. magazines? Like, oh no, no, I see some, I see some stuff. Yeah. So, about so yeah, so I, I I had some items, but I got so into like, oh, I, I went out on this like spiritual cloud that I almost forgot some <laughs> some of my resources. So for those families that are looking for resources to teach your children about the economy and how money works in the money in the monetary system the federal reserves has a series the federal reserves has a series of comic books so it's learning about the economy and the monetary system 
through comic books. And they have them from like preschool, um, I'm sorry, not preschool, but elementary through high school. There are various books and they're free. So if you're the type of parent you want to read along with your child, you can order five copies. If there's seven of you in the house, you can order seven copies. But they have a variety of books. So if you go on the Federal Reserve and look in their publications, you can get that for free. The other thing I wanted to mention is Teaching Tolerance. They also have um, a variety of DVDs um, as well as videos on their website, Teaching Tolerance. And their videos and their subject is more on social justice. So more like in the social justice arena, um, dealing with um, democracy and maybe some bullying, but they're all around civic and social issues. One other thing I do want to mention is don't forget, I'm pulling this up because most of us, if you still get this, it's a newspaper. If you don't get it, someone in your house gets the newspaper. Open it. Read the articles in there. Read the op-ed. Read the commentary. You can discuss that with your kids. You can pull apart different parts of speech. But in the comic section, they have puzzles like Sudoku. But they also have, there's this, um, and most of them, it's called Mark Trail. It's a comic, but it's very science-related. So each week, they're usually covering a different animal. Um, and a, so that's a good springboard. So you can start off with this, then find a video on YouTube, then look up something else. And then you have a whole unit study based on just this one comic strip. They also have a historical comic in this paper, which I'm not going to bore anyone with flipping through at this point. But check out your comic section. It's more than just the funnies. You can really use just one part of this to build a whole uh, unit study. And so, yeah, that, those were a few of the items I had around me that I completely forgot because I just went way out there. But now that I come back down and have my voice again, I really wanted to mention those items. Yes. And there are a lot of other free resources that's out there. So there are different ways that if budget is your only narrative of why you say I cannot homeschool because I have more than one child, I have multiple children, like when I say multiple children, I mean like four on up. If you have like one to three children, four and up, multiple. When you have to start really delegating due to the multiple ages, where are you going to do? And some people, you're not homeschooling because of just that. You're fearful of having more than one age, more than one grade level, and not having enough funds in order to homeschool everybody so you don't want to make anyone feel left out but there are different resources available to you for free or inexpensive that you can use and buy to support your homeschool and then after that which i talk about this with my homeschool consultations you can actually flip it and resell the items if you keep them in relatively good condition and bring money back into your homeschool. Mm -hmm. So it's different things that you can do. I actually teach homeschoolers how to become a homeschooling reviewer and save money. And in instances, you get your stuff a discount or for free based upon who the um, provider is and how long you've been reviewing. So there are different things like Barbara mentioned, which I have everything that she just said. Everything that she just said, okay? <laughs> And I have used it more than one time because at different stages, different ages, the same information has hit a different way when they're older. Um, their mindset 
and how they approached it when they was younger. You tell them the same thing, go over the same exact thing. They may have different ideas on it. So never be afraid to reuse previous curriculum and just add on information to make it on whatever grade level you want. Absolutely. Um, I mean, even if you want to study, I'm thinking about even if you want to study, if you're studying government, mm -hmm. C-SPAN every day, watch C-SPAN or listen to C-SPAN radio. If you have kids that are more auditory, listen to C-SPAN. That is a good way to really discuss and learn about government because it's not going to be the commentary of what you hear on the news. You're actually hearing government unfold as the day goes on. So you know, I can't speak enough about that. That's almost like a primary resource when you think about resources. Yes, yes. Um, Barbara, Monument Mom, thank you so much for sharing Absolutely. all your information. Also, tell everyone how they can actually get in contact with you. And then we're going to do like a little mini round table. So hold tight. So just tell them a little bit how they can get in contact with you for your little tips and suggestions. So I am on Facebook. And so if they have any questions, they can just leave a comment there on Facebook, Monument Mom. I also have a YouTube channel, um, Monument Mom on YouTube, as well as a podcast on, um, my goodness, I have just drawn a blank there. But I also have... <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I do have a podcast. I, I Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Hang tight. We're going to have a short commercial break and then we're going to come right back and we're going to do our mini round table just to give an over round. And if, if anyone have questions, then they can ask their questions. Then um, pretty much we had comments and everyone like, yes, Barbara. <laughs> And so we'll be back in a moment. Thank you again, Barbara, for sharing your information. Thank you for having me here. You're welcome. Sharing with our homeschool community. I'll see you in a moment. There is a better way to get you and your company in the hands of potential clients 24-7. This is IntelliCard, today's digital business card. It is the ultimate sales branding and marketing tool. With IntelliCard, all of your information is in one place, making it easier to share and recall. IntelliCard is different. You get all of this in a highly secure web-based solution designed to get your results. Back. And we are back. And I hope that you enjoy those commercials. We got uh, hand claps, several hand claps from one of our YouTube subscribers that is thoroughly enjoying our Homeschool with Excellence event. For those of you who do not know who I am, my name is Coach Tina Ramsey. I'm a mindset development coach, Facebook strategist, and also advertisement coach, helping you get your business, homeschool, everything in between together through mindset development and natural living. Everyone that was on this panel for this three-day event is amazing and, in my opinion, experts in what they do. 
Um, all of us have a little bit of different way, a different approach, and some similarities on how we have uh, homeschool. However, we all have the same initial goal in mind. But the thing about this event is to help you to see that although we do it a little bit differently from each individual, even if some of us have similarities, we still have the same ultimate goal. And hopefully you can see yourself in one of our panelists, either it's myself or any one of our panelists, where you can say, hey, I can do that. I can definitely do that. And so right now what I'm going to do, I just forgot about something. I need to show you this amazing video about queens this is for my ladies i'm sorry guys this one is for my ladies we um i had the honor of being a part of a collaboration book with some amazing women from all over the world literally and just today like let you know we hours of the morning our book went number one international and also within the united states and we are ranked number one in business, uh, meditation, and Bible because we actually speaking to you from the heart, sharing our experiences of how we pivot and we snatch our confidence back even through a pandemic. So all of you know that I homeschool, but I'm also a business owner as well. And so with all of this being said, I am going to share my screen so that I can show you the video of that the amazing Nikita actually made and share it with you on today and after that we're going to jump right on in to our round table event our final round table we're going to jump into so stay tuned Right, little one, hold tight, get it done. Weapons will form, but nothing will become of them. Made in the image of this greatness. So I take a like it to his likeness. God's amazing. Already equipped for any scattered showers. Not the only one, a cup is overflow with Holy Spirit. Now we're keeping order. So when it comes against counted joy on the decline, holy way is up, regal sword. You'll be just fine. It's gonna be okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just hang on in there. Trials come to make you strong. They won't always last for long. It's gonna be alright, yeah. Mm -hmm. I said you gotta believe it. You Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. <laughs> I tell you, she helped me, boy. These homeschools, we get us to get ourselves together. It's the last day, people. So um, I really uh, appreciate everyone who has came on this panel. 
And I cut this video, I cut the previous commercial a little bit short because I want us to go ahead and dive into our final roundtable event um, with all of our panelists on today. And so we're just basically gonna, if you have questions, we'll do our best to answer them. Of course, some questions that are a little bit more detailed, that means that you need to either get in contact with myself or my other panelists in regards to how you can set up your consultations or coaching personally with them so you can get that itemized, customized care and unique for your family. So let's go ahead and bring on, oh, it's bittersweet, it's bittersweet, bring on our last our last round table. Yes. Uh oh, we have a comment coming in. Let's see. Let's see. Someone said, LOL. Yes, child. It's late. <laughs> it's been three days. I think I'm at the end of my energy level. <laughs> All right. So, Valen and Monument Mom, aka Barbara. First of all, thank you ladies so much for being on. Of course, we do have Brandon. He's from um, Motherland Math, and he is actually going to be on right now. We have our resident fan. <laughs> He's in the house doing um, with math. And so what I love about the roundtable event is that it actually gives Everyone who has not watched everything in entirety, are able, they're able to see all of us up on the one screen and have the ability to ask us questions. And we just have that last round table talk about our homeschooling journeys. So it's pretty much laid out. So right now, everyone has been enjoying and pretty much all the questions have been answered beforehand. So what I want to ask each one of you, and I'm gonna go around. Um, it's gonna go with Valen, then, um, no, it's gonna go with Brandon, then Valen, and then Monument Mom. What advice would you give to a new homeschooler? And this could be a COVID not homeschooler or someone who wasn't, but they decided I'm gonna homeschool now. So what advice would you give them? Brandon, uh-oh, yeah. Uh oh. Unmute. Okay. You can hear me. You can now hear me. I can hear you. Okay. Say all that good stuff again. <laughs> now, so I would say first, um, a lot of people call it de-schooling, um, but I would say do that de-school um, and and take your. Take your ideas about schooling and kind of start to look at them, examine them, and then figure out, okay, is this the way I want to uh, school my child? Is this the way I want to educate my child and, and help them grow? Or do I want to do something different? Do I want to do something, you know, not so, um, you know, by the book, so to speak? Um, or, you know, do I want to do something that's more in line with what my child actually wants? Or do I want to go by the book? Do I want to do the curriculum? Do, is that, does that make me feel comfortable? You know, make have that check-in with yourself so that when you get out into this homeschool world, <laughs> you can know <laughs> because, because you can get in here, you can hear people can talk about, okay, homeschooling and what curriculum are you using and I'm unschooling and all this other stuff. And then you'd be like, okay, this is the right way to do things. This, this is the right way to do things. And, Everybody has already created their own definitions and their own ideas about what homeschooling is. 
be your own definition, your own whatever is best for your child, your family, you get lost in the song. So in order to not get lost in the song, be clear on what you are, who you are, what you want, and then dive into the homeschooling world. And however long that takes you, let it take that long. Because one thing, okay, one, one thing you got to be clear on is just because your child isn't learning something right now doesn't mean that they won't learn. Okay. Thank you. That's an amen moment right there. I want to leave it at that because I don't want to take all the answers. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, well, I saw Barbara. She raised her hand. No, you didn't. Okay. So, Valen, <laughs> yo, she gave thumbs up. She gave you a thumbs up. So, Valen, you can go on and you can answer that question. Let me read. Let me um, use I pop the question up on the screen just in case we lose our thought. <laughs> what advice would you give a new homeschooler? I would tell new homeschoolers to, well, I would say this right and wrong is real subjective in homeschooling. <laughs> like, what's right and what's wrong is like that's out of the question. I would tell them to first seriously tap into who they were when they were a child because I feel like a lot of us have forgotten that person. Um, we have thrown away all those goals, dreams, and really big ideas that we had when we were little. And we created this corporate look and feel of who we are now. And so we also implement that in how we try to treat and teach our children because we've washed away our imagination. Um, and I think that if we teach our, if we, before, because I mean, if you decide, you know what, I want to homeschool my kid, like seriously say like, who was I before I became this person? And let that person lead your kids. I would say that. And, and I would say, trust yourself. Trust that person because that's the thing. You threw that person, that mother or father or, or man or woman away because you felt that this was the new model and this is what you had to become. Um, but trust that person because that person knew so much about you. And that person was the person that gave you joy. And you were happy and filled with so much ideas and imagination then. And now, you know, a lot of things, it's like, yeah, you have good, happy moments, but is it who you truly are? And when you're teaching your children, um, I really do think you have to teach them from an authentic place, you know, and that's who you are. So if you can really get clear on who you are and be authentic with who you are, it'll show up in your homeschool and it'll show up in your teaching. It'll give your children that, that ability to say, you know what, I can show up being who I am and um, truly learn all the things that bring me the most joy. I love it, love it, love it. Um, I like the part where you said that get yourself back to who you were before all the responsibilities. Um, <laughs> I don't know where it is, where it's written in stone somewhere where we get a certain age, we become a parent, we become a, a wife, a, a husband, whatever the case may be, and we just, we stop dreaming. Like dreams right. don't have an expiration date. Not unless we put on. I don't know where we got that. Like, okay, I'm a parent. I'm responsible now. I'm adult, and I can't dream anymore. So I love the fact that you get um, in tune with your younger self. Like, what did you like, and what did brought you joy when you was younger? So, Barbara, my monument mom, what advice would you give a new homeschooler? Well, you know, this is a dilemma when you're third, right? <laughs> Panelists have given great advice. It's all the advice I would have given. Um, but one thing I would say, if you're just starting to homeschool and you're homeschooling, uh, you know, middle to high schooler, continue to keep it fun. I think what I hear a lot in the education.
educational realm is like when they get to high school, it's got to be serious. It's all this work has got to pile. No one has to work like that. And why is it that all of a sudden when you get to high school, the learning is can't still be fun? Right. It's like the fun is left up to K through six. And then when you get it's no longer fun. It's like, okay, well, who's really signing up for school not being fun? Let's raise your hand for that. Like, who's really <laughs> that? And so that might have been what it was in the traditional school, but when you're home, you can make it fun. So some days, some weeks, we just order subscription boxes and we might cook from one. We may do science from another, um, but, you know, just make it fun. It doesn't have to be drudgery because you're now in middle or high school. I love that because it seems as if we knew that that child uh, was a kinetics learner when they was kindergarten through sixth grade and they like they need to move around to learn. And then when they get in upper middle high school, we're like, oh, now you have to sit down and learn. Like, really? Didn't we already identify that I can't learn that way? <laughs> yeah, so that was a good, good point. Now, our last question for our round table, and then we're going to wrap up is what does homeschooling with excellence mean to you? And that could be something, a one word, it can be a phrase, it can be a, whatever that is to you. If there's no right or wrong answer to this, but what is it? what does it mean to you? And we're going to start with our homeschooling dad, the founder of Motherland Math, <laughs> Brandon. That's Okay, okay, I, I unmuted my mic. All right, so... What does homeschooling with excellence mean for me? Well, when I look at the word excellence, okay, we talked a lot about homeschooling. So when I look at the word excellence, I see the word excel in there. So I think homeschooling with excellence is anything that is helping you and your child grow in your homeschooling experience. That's homeschooling with excellence because at the end of the day, the, the, the whole point of this mm -hmm. even human existence, from my perspective, is that we're supposed to be accepting, we're supposed to be expanding, we're supposed to be growing. The universe grows all the time. It just keeps growing, keeps expanding. You don't grow, you die, right? So that's what I think homeschooling with excellence, um, growing in your homeschooling. For you. I love it. And I never even looked at the smaller. See, only homeschool is going to break a word down even smaller and bring you some. <laughs> some excellent. Like, uh -uh. I, now, all this time I looked at this 3 there and looked at the word excellent. I did not see Excel until you, <laughs> until you broke it down, which is amazing because each one of us, we have our own definition of what excelling is. Even though my might not be the same as yours, but the feeling that we get when we reach that goal and the confidence that we can instill in our children. So when they go out into the real world, no one can crush their um, they can crush them because they already have that instilled in them and know that they're excellent and they can excel at anything. It may take different amount of time, but they can still do it. So love, love, love that. So Valen, my amazing Valen. What does homeschooling with excellence mean to you? I feel like homeschooling with excellence means to me, it means, it means humanity. It means allowing for our children to feel into how they fit into this world and what they feel will be most profound that they're going to pour into it. So 
whatever that looks like. Um, like you, I, I know that Barbara had mentioned, like, you know, teaching the children, like, oh, just reiterate everything back to me. But I really do feel like when we're homeschooling with excellent, we're literally allowing them to speak to us, um, speaking to us, tell us who they are, what they want, what they desire, how they see themselves moving through humanity and how they see themselves giving back to this world in a profound way. That's what yeah, I think. I love it. Yes, I agree because we want them to be self-assured and, and be confident enough to know that they can express themselves. And like you brought out earlier about um, collaboration and conflict resolution, the soft skills that are usually lacking. To, let's face it, adults don't have, most adults now we don't have <laughs> soft skills. <laughs> I mean, soft skills are lacking. Not only with it, we can't just put it all on the babies. It's, it's adults too, because I don't know at what point we stop losing humanity and soft skills, but it's really running rampant. So the fact that we can do that, I love it, love it, love it. Last but surely not least is Barbara, a.k.a. Monument Mom. So what does homeschooling with excellence mean to you? So to me, I think it means um, the child's personal growth in an authentic way that is not bound by a certain time. I love that. Oh, girl, simplicity, but yet profound. Made me think. You know, especially I have a boy. And so I know, I think back to my own school experience, boys definitely have a different way of thinking and learning. And so it wasn't until I pulled my own child out to see that the way that he thinks I mean, uh, just some of the thoughts that he comes up with in the stories. I mean, they're just so elaborate. And if he had if he had stayed in a regular school setting, there would be no space for that growth. Right. So, yeah, I think it has to be an authentic growth that is not really bound by time. Absolutely. I love, love, love it. We have a comment coming in. She said, "Yeah, we're giving you giving you the snaps. You know that was good." She said, "I think." It's a she. She said, LOL, I'm watching you guys. And my 16-year-old heard you say, keep it fun. And she started throwing out ideas so funny. She is so excited. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it when we can inspire the young ones and get the parents going right. and confident. I love it. Lacey said, great definition. And um, she said, likewise. So listen, everyone. This event has been life-changing. So many people have reached out to me saying this was exactly what they needed at the right time. Ideally, I was not. I'm going to do a little behind the scenes. I wasn't going to do an event until next year, 2021. But as I watch and I'm in, I have my own homeschooling community that I actually volunteer in along with other several other ones that I'm in. And I saw that we are all so stressed. We're all confused. We're all panicking. We're all fearful, no matter if you have been homeschooling before the pandemic or even those who just started, surely the ones who just started. I call them my COVID homeschoolers because they did not Mm -hmm. plan this. This was not in the equation. And so this event was all about being that, giving that, that sound alarm, like, listen, my previous homeschoolers, we got this. And the ones who just starting, hey, 
you can do this. We have been doing that. If you need help, we can walk you through it. And all of you, every single day, um, we had a comment from Leslie. She said, I love that Barbara. I told the child she get them snacks. <laughs> so this event was all about putting faces to the names and also seeing the diversity that is within the homeschool. Because many times as homeschoolers, we're put into a block of what it what people think it is and what it looks like because you saw a clip on the news or you watched some kind of documentary and you're like, well, this is how homeschool looks for everyone. No, homeschooling is not a box. It's really one of the most out of the box experiences and journeys that you can ever undertake. And it's determined based upon what you want for your children and what your children need, what they need. And in some cases, as you heard with the other panelists, we allow our children to direct some of the learning and we build a plan in order for them to find their level of excellence. Because parents, you know, our level and their level and their desire and what they want to do can be totally different from us. I heard some homeschoolers say, oh, you know, I want to be a doctor. Well, guess what? He might not want to be a doctor. He might want to be a, a podiatrist. A foot doctor, oh, not a doctor, a period, an actor, an actress. What are you going to do? So I love the freedom of homeschooling because it allow our children to grow into themselves without the stress. Um, because I know it was very stressful for me in school, especially when I knew what I knew that I wanted to do. But they're like, oh, you want to just be a teacher? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just love the fact that we was able to bring light on all of that. So very last but not least, oh, some another comment came in. Let me share with you. He said, you guys are doing this thing called homeschooling. Thank you for keep, thank you. Keep up the excellent work. Thank you, thank you. Listen, I couldn't have did this alone. All this, no. It took some amazing individuals to come in and help me out. So thank you. And as we, before we uh, sign off, I want you guys to tell them one more time where they can find your information and how they can connect with you just in case they need that delegation, those courses, those classes. I'm going to let uh, start in the way in which you spoke. So I'm going to start with Brandon and go to Valen and go to Barbara and then I'll end and then we'll close out our very first Homeschool with Excellence event. All right. So Brandon, you can go ahead and go. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. So uh, thank you, first of all, um, Coach Tina Ramsey. Thank you to everybody else. Um, you all inspire me. Um, thank you, Tina, for putting this together, um, inviting us, and, and, and just being awesome. So, <laughs> um, so you can find uh, you can find you know about what I do um, at verygoodteaching.com. That is very b e r r y goodteaching.com, and there you can find a a lot of classes. We have holistic classes that are dedicated to help your child actually excel in homeschool <laughs> and also uh, help you excel in homeschool. So, um, yeah, definitely go to verygoodteacher.com. We have the math basic boot camp uh, ready now for your child to enter and become empowered in math and take that stress off of you so that you can, you know, have a child that's very confident in math. And we have a whole bunch of other classes as well. Um, holistic health, entrepreneurship, um, real math, real algebra. We learn not just math, but we learn about agriculture and crop rotation and 
different things that can expand our community in more ways than one. So uh, verygoodteaching.com. Again, verygoodteaching.com. That's where you can check us out. And thank you again. All right. Oh, you are most welcome. Thank you. Because like I said, you can't do everything by yourself. I need help and I need to pull in some heavy weights. And you, all of you are the heavy weights in my cat. Like you guys are experts in what, it, what you do in the realm of homeschooling. And we have so many things up under that homeschooling umbrella. But for those of you who did not catch that, the good thing is I got you back. So in the description of each video, you will actually see the links to each panelist speaker from the entire three days where you can easily click and be connected with them. And just in case you did not get that website. Now, Valen, you are next. You help our young mom, our moms with the young babies that think they can't homeschool. So you walk yeah. us through. <laughs> yes. So you can find me at valenbangley.com. Um, you can also find me at Valen D. Bingley on Instagram, on Facebook, and you can find me at DB Maternity Wellness on Facebook as well. Thank you, thank you. Oh, and tell them about show your book. I want them to see the book because they need that in oh their life. God. Yes, and you can yes. find my book. Actually, <laughs> buy my book. You can buy my book at lulu.com, but you can also buy it directly on my website at valenbingley.com. Okay, that's a helpful guide to help you through the different yes. stages of women. You know, we go through stages until we leave this earth. It's no, <laughs> I think we all go through something. All right, last but sure not least, the amazing monument mom, aka Bob. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Tina. This has been a wonderful experience. So, I can be found on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube at Monument Mom. And before I had a brain freeze with my podcast, it started off just on one platform, but it's on Spotify and several other platforms by now. So that's Monument Mom and it's a podcast as well. All right. So we have someone said, thank you. I will, I will listen to some of these replays. Yes, that's what we wanted. Yes. Okay, you guys. Again, for everyone who came before you previously in the first two days, and now you guys wrapped it up so amazingly. I'm so ecstatic to have all of you and for you guys have locked arms with me on something that it was just an idea and a thought. And with all of you participating, it made it a reality because I can't do this by myself. So thank you for sharing your expertise, sharing your journey, sharing the ups and downs of homeschooling, but also sharing the, the amazingness of what homeschooling is and what it isn't and allowing your services and courses to kind of help de-stress the situation because we go through some things. And for those of you who do not know, I am also um, a homeschooling consultant as well. My specialty is helping you with your children that may have learning differences, um, helping you de-stress your homeschool. Maybe you uh, don't know how to do a lesson plan. Maybe you're on a tight budget and you don't know how to maneuver and how to make things fall into the subjects in which we have to teach. That is what I do. And I help you stay on budget. If you don't have a budget, I can, t I can pull anything out and make you something in the middle of the sleep. Trust me, some individuals have called me and I was like, what do you have? Girl? You have a new spec. Let me show you what that is so I can help you do that. I'm also the founder and CEO of HealTheHoneyPot.com. That's H-E-A-L, TheHoneyPot.com. We specialize in female wellness, empowerment, and also 
um, health and wellness. So we have a variety of different products and also natural products in order to enhance your body in order to keep the chemicals away from your body so that you can have the proper mindset. For those of you who do not know, I am also a business strategist and Facebook strategist. I have boot camps, classes, and teachings helping you in the homeschool world and business world level up and gain your confidence and know what to do and how to do it and have a cheerleader backing you along the way. And you know, I can't do anything without laughing. <laughs> that's, a lot. that's a lot. I was like sweating. So we have two more comments <laughs> and we're going to wrap up. Lacey said, Coach Tina, thank you so much once again for offering this gym. You are most welcome, but thank you and everyone who's been a part. And the last one, I got a little gold nugget for everyone and thank you all. I'm a mommy. Yes, that's what we wanted. <laughs> So, all you who are going to be listening to the replay on my three, yeah, three different podcasts, you can get in contact with all of my amazing panelists and sponsors. I have their information there on all the different platforms on my podcast and also on all of my social media. So, you will never be without having the information that you need because even if we don't have it we know who does all right so with all that being said have a great amazing rest of the day and whoo we made it through three days homeschooling with excellence and until next year i think i i think i see a number two coming on for 2021 i think i might see one coming so with all that being said have a great amazing rest of your day thank you everyone balance Brandon and AKA Barbara Monument Mom. Have a great, amazing rest of your night. Bye. Hi, my name is Bridget Davis, CEO and founder of Queen in Her Spot LLC. As a VC team petitioner and a foot detox petitioner. Back in February, I decided that I wanted to start a podcast. But it was a lot of unanswered questions I was not receiving. So once I came across Learning How to Podcast with Tina Ramsey Facebook group, I decided to join. Well, I'm glad I did because I learned so much and I including the essential tools and what is needed to start the podcast and get the ball rolling. So I'm here to tell you, if you know anybody, or if you want to start a podcast, please do not hesitate to join her group. You will not be disappointed. Please tune in to Embrace Her Truth Podcast. CTR Enterprises is a consulting service business created for entrepreneurs and startup businesses to provide them with beneficial assistance and coaching for business development. We help you build your online presence. We provide multiple networking opportunities. Do you want to become an author? Do you want to speak on stages? Do you want to be in magazines? Do you want to build your influence? We provide PR, branding, and social media marketing help. We have resources to help business owners grow. We have a community of business leaders ready to network. We provide homeschooling consulting for busy parents and business owners. 
We teach you how to start a TV show or podcast. We teach you how to monetize what you do from the comfort of your home. We help entrepreneurs maintain their health naturally as they scale up their businesses. CTR Enterprises is the one-stop shop for the wants and needs of today's entrepreneur. Visit our website today at www.coachtinaramsey.com. We are here to service you. Would you like to connect with Coach Tina Ramsey and her epic team? I'm sure you do. If you are interested in starting a podcast, TV show, be a featured guest, or even become an author, or you may just simply want more visibility for your business, well, go to CoachTinaRamsey.com. That's CoachTinaRamsey.com and book your appointment with her and her team today. Hello, my name is Steve Poznanski. I'm the CEO of IntelliCard USA. My company designs and creates digital marketing tools to help you reach people easier, faster, better, and safer. I'm coming to you tonight because I wanted to let you know that if you're looking to brand and market yourself, then there's no better place to do it than on the Tina Ramsey Show. So, take my advice. Reach out to Tina, get on her show, and watch your brand grow. Great evening. This is Patricia with I Am Radiant. She is a jewel. I had the opportunity to attend the five-day boot camp with the one and only Tina Ramsey of Hilda Honeypot. The course was action-packed, well-organized, great, great, great information. Oh my goodness, I mean, I have had the opportunity to apply what I learned day by day. I I still didn't get to utilize everything she taught, and it's going to take time, but if you have the opportunity to take this course, it was five days, overwhelming. The information was well worth Five hundred or more, five hundred dollars or more. She she poured into us. She didn't miss a beat. Anybody else would have had you paying individually for each thing she taught, but she gave it all to us. So if you have the opportunity, sign up for her boot camp. Um. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. The queen served us very well. She rolled out the red carpet. And for that, I am grateful because now I'm able to grow my business on Facebook. And guess what? You can too. Guarantee you won't get this information from anyone else the way she gave it. Tina, Thank you. I applaud you. Hi, my name is Tom Anderson, and I'm the owner of the Potter's Computer System. What we do is we build computers, repair computers, and upgrade computers. Where? In Lugolf, Camden, Elgin, and in Richland County. Now, since we're going through the COVID epidemic right now, our goal is to pick up your computers, repair them, upgrade them, and return them back to you. Sometimes you don't like us coming into your house. 
so we can meet you at a separate location and get your computer from you and get it done for you. My telephone number is 803-667-5348, and we've been serving the community out here in Louisville, Camden, and Elgin for about seven years, and Richland County for about another seven years. So, if you have any needs, please give us a call. Once again, my name is Tom Anderson, Partners Computer Systems. My website is www.potters, P-O-T-T-E-R-S, computer, C-O-M-P-U-T-E-R-S, dot com. And remember, most of all, you'll have a positive day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me. My name is Doreen Letsom Reed, and I just wanted to take the opportunity to just acknowledge uh, Tina Ramsey. You know, she is an amazing coach, and she's been working with me to help me build my podcast. I have already taken her training with the podcast and learning how to monetize it and how to build it. And she is just so incredible. She takes you step by step by step and really gives you the insight, the 411, if you will, about everything podcast. So if you're interested in launching your podcast, today is your day because Tina Ramsey is the mastermind and the ultimate business coach when it comes to podcasts. And I want to just thank her so much for this opportunity to work with her, build a relationship with her, and above all, get my podcast, Confident Woman Incubator, released and published today. So if you have not been a part of her classes and her Facebook group and all the things that she's doing, I highly recommend Tina Ramsey. And this is Doreen Letson Reed. Thank you so much, Tina, for all that you're doing to help women in business, to elevate, giving us the key to unlock what's inside you, the confident woman. Thank you so much, Tina. Have a good one. Hello there. My name is Tiffany Bell. I'm with Nonprofit CEO. Tina Ramsey had me on as a guest a couple of times this year with her show. And as a result, I have been able to recruit authors for book projects that I've been involved with, as well as speakers for my upcoming event um, in September. Tina is a certified BCM. She's all about helping uh, individuals with their visibility, with their connections, and with their monetization. So that basically means she's going to help you get in front of the right people so that you can um, promote your service or promote your promote your uh, product. So again, if you've not had the opportunity to um, connect with Tina, she's really great at what she does. Again, my name is Tiffany Bell. Uh, I'm with Nonprofit CEO, and you are watching and listening to The Tina Ramsey Show. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast. We enjoy having you with us on this episode. Make sure to tune in next week, every Friday at 8 p.m. and see who our next exciting, amazing guest will be. We love 
sharing with you, learning with you, growing with you, and spotlighting amazing entrepreneurs, celebrities, and celebrity influencers that are making a positive impact in the world. So until next time, stay safe, stay motivated, stay positive, and know that the Tina Ramsey Show and podcast, we have your back. Talk to you later. Bye.